Oh, it's on now though, isn't it? Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Let me get let me get some things set up here uh, for a little solo play. Uh, I don't know what where Pong is at at the moment, so hopefully he is okay. We'll get him uh, streamlined in here in a little bit. Uh, but let me go ahead and get a little something set up for myself here, just so you guys can see me in full boat. And then we can kind of have our conversation to kind of go from there, huh? At least that's the plan. At least that is the plan. So let me see here. Drag myself right on in here. How y'all doing this morning, man? We're still behind the scenes. We still got some time, about five minutes or so. We'll see if Pong ends up uh, either waking up or hopefully he didn't get hit by a, a massive mudslide or something. Um, or maybe hopefully Prince didn't come to his door, resurrect, and uh, take him to Lake Manitonka, since he is from Minnesota. So, uh, but hopefully he is all right. We'll get him in here as soon as he does pop up. But thank you for coming into Living Split Screen. Sorry we missed last Saturday, man. I was pretty much, I felt at least deathly ill. Um... Chick-fil-A, man. I, I'm I am definitely swearing off Chick-fil-A for some time. At least for now, uh, because there's there's no reason why I'd be getting food poisoned from Chick-fil-A. And, you know, I had some people in my life who are making some good points and were like, oh, why'd you contact Chick-fil-A? And like I just no, man. I just I don't be thinking about that shit sometimes when I'm sick. When I'm sick, I'm worried about getting better. Like that is my like only concern. Um, so unfortunately. Uh, I was definitely out of there. I um, hadn't eaten anything since about that Wednesday night uh, last week. And then it lasted until about Sunday morning, Easter. And uh, that was the Easter was the first time I really was able to get some dinner in. I uh, really get anything to sit on my stomach for a long time. Uh, that wasn't like a, a cracker or uh, some soup or something. Uh, things along those lines. So it is what it is. But we are back in effect, and you know, no matter what, even if Pong doesn't end up showing up today, uh, we're still gonna have a show, man. Uh, you know, uh, if if I got a breakdown, I got some Everspace Two gameplay for us right now for those who are joining live. Um, now this gameplay that I got up here is going to be from some time ago. This is when I was looking at my bank. Uh, this is from 2021, and the game just came out. Uh, the Full game release 1.0 version just released uh, on PC and then it's coming to console later. Um, this second time, the first time I played it, I was having a really good time with it. I was enjoying it. You know, the space adventure. Uh, I take you saying it's like a Diablo esque game. I'm kind of jaded by it now at the, after my second play of it, but. During the time from uh, what I remember, I could definitely relate to some of that because you do have different, you get to a point where you can choose different ships. The ships have different abilities um, and little, little things that you can basically end up choosing to help tailor to your own experience. But the game, the game was cool, man. I would definitely suggest people to go try it. I don't have a thing for it now. The second playthrough, for whatever reason, it just wasn't sticking to me. It was just, there was no fat, like something was going on. The fat wasn't sticking to the bone. I, I don't know what, what it is. 
but um, it was I was fighting with the controls in some ways, and it, it was just a lot of things that I didn't recall being issues before. And then another thing too, let me let me let me let me talk real quick. There's something about right. Um, yes, Nix uh, 1.0 is available on Game Pass PC. There's something about not necessarily the, not necessarily the controls, right? But there is something about the game. Okay, then I was going to talk to the difficulty. My fault. Kind of got scatterbrained right there. I have a thing about difficulty, right? Because I tend to play on the higher difficulties in games. Uh, preferably the highest difficulty, if I can, within reason. The thing I don't like about difficulty a lot of the times in some games is the difficulty that's not done right. Uh, for an example, just like you're, you're, it's inflated difficulty, right? Where you don't make the AI smarter, you give them auto aim and you make them shoot more often. Like I can, and I can understand that, but like in this game, especially the second time through for whatever reason, um, in this game, as soon as I go out to the open, especially early on, your first engagement you get into, you got a bigger ship, you got this default ass ship that you have. Um, but you get into this engagement, and as soon as you get out to the open, it's shooting at you. You can't dodge it. You don't. There's no barrel rolls you can do. This isn't Star Fox, right? Um, so it makes it really inconvenient to want to play on that difficulty, especially with that being your first engagement. It's like, bro, this isn't even fair. <laughs> so it's like, the reason I'm like, I say that is because I can always tell how well the difficulty was treated or how how much effort was put into it off the initial engagement. There shouldn't be a whole, I'm playing on this difficulty and maybe this is a difficulty I'll just have to activate later when I have more stuff. That doesn't make sense, at least not to me, right? Don't give me that option up front then. Let's tailor your experience. Say, hey, this is the hard to say. This is the hard mode that we would prefer you to play on. Not just a hey, you get out to the open a little bit. I'm talking about a little bit. Uh, you can't even. I can't even make a strategic play to get out of the way and nothing of that. Especially early on, it's a, it's annoying. It, it could be. And it was a second time around. It was a turnoff. I didn't notice it the first time around. Felt balanced. Things felt smooth. Um, I felt like the engagements felt meaningful, but maybe it's just a me thing, right? Um, also just didn't have the most interest as I thought I would the second time around jumping in. So I can admit to that too. It is what it is. Nothing, nothing, nothing too terrible. Um, but it's uh, something I wanted to bring up, but I definitely wanted to bring up some gameplay here just because Everspace 2 is right around the corner for a lot of people. And so there is that. Uh, Timmy says, oh, let me shout out you guys in the chat, man. I appreciate you guys being here, especially coming off of a week off of living split screen. Uh, man, y'all, I'm just so grateful that y'all even decided to still turn it, turn up, man. Um, and that you guys are understandable about me being sick last week. Again, it sucks when we miss, when we miss out on a week, man, because we, we love to chop it up with you guys. You know what I mean? Um, this engagement that we get on a Saturday morning is something that I look forward to every week. Um, it's just, just especially because it is difficult for me to get streaming in a lot of the time, um, depending on what different games I'm playing and we kind of go from there. But, um, right now the show is going to be a lot of just me talking about, you know, Hey, thank you guys for coming in to live a split screen and 
just you know just us chopping it up man we'll talk about some games that i'm playing uh i recently jumped into breath of the wild this is my first time going to be uh, playing it i actually lost some save some uh some progress yesterday because i do have the game modded right uh i don't have durability <laughs> which is one of the things that people took away from so uh from the game so there's that what's well, i'll talk about that here in a second but let me shout out you guys in the chat here. Tim the Sorcerer, Nix, it's Timmy. What's going on? Jesse Darby, how you feeling, Brody? Uh, let's see. Sappho, how you feeling? Much love. Appreciate you being here. Three bit. Yeah, I mean that that lemonade is, is pretty good. I do enjoy the lemonade. Wrong with that. Eastside Vanna, what's going on? He said Paul is purifying himself in the weight in the waters of Lake Metonka. I'm telling you, man. Prince came down. Look. If I got an offer from Prince to, to go to Lake Manitoba, I, I think I'd probably go with him. I ain't gonna front to you. He's a he's a pretty convincing guy. Uh, you see, have you guys seen Prince? I know some of y'all might have probably grown up with him, uh, you know, at least being able to you know see his impact on industry, guys and gals alike, right? <laughs> the Fifth Horseman, what's going on? Living split screen, literally. Yeah, literally, we're, we're living split screen today. It's right it's, Right now, it's just me. I'm half of the split screen team right now. It's all good. So must go on. Uh, and yes, Eastside Vandal, this is Everspace 2. So just sit back, kick back, relax, get it, enjoy the couple hours of gameplay that I got. Um, hopefully, this will give you an idea of what the gameplay truly is. And you'll be able to maybe jump in for yourself if you got Game Pass on PC. But this is a game that is coming to Game Pass uh, on console as well. So just be uh, beware of that. Masshole1977. What's going on, man? Uh, Six Lair. Hey, man. So it's, it's always good to see you here, man. Oh, hopefully everything is good with you. Working, beating you upside the head too much. You know, my brother uh, gotta got to definitely stand together, man. Much love. Appreciate you. M. Gene, what's up? What's going on? How you feeling? Uh, casket repair. He had to drop on in here. Appreciate you, casket, for stopping on in. Jax, you brought up a good point earlier, and I, and I did want to touch on that. He said, glad you guys are doing a Saturday morning show. Most content creators don't like doing anything on the weekend. Hey, look, that's understandable. You know, weekends is usually some the time that a lot of people uh, get to spend either maybe with their family, maybe it's just personal time. Uh, the weekend's kind of open for me, um, especially right now. So it's kind of always, it's been that way since we started this show. It's, I like it no matter how long we end up going because Live a Split Screen always gets my Saturday morning juiced up, right? Uh, I'm still trying to get my the coffee in my system right now. Uh, I'm going to have to make a second cup at some point. But yeah, it just gets it just gets everything flowing. I feel like I end up having a better day. My brain is just working. It, everything everything is hitting on all cylinders. So it's always a good time to be here on a Saturday. Uh, you know, talking that game talk, you know, chopping it up with you guys. It's, it, these are all things that I just love to be. Black Card Day. How you feeling, man? Uh, OCD Gamer was in the house. Hey, shout out to you, you guys. If there's anybody I did miss, Luis Jimenez. Hopefully, I said your name right. He says, Good morning, guys. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Uh, Isabella says, You heard it here first. Still with Go Game of Prince. Hey, I'm not a fan that's going a little too far. I said he's convincing. I didn't say I, he would convince me. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I think I'm pretty good. I think I'm pretty all right. Uh, so you guys are kind of hinting at uh, 
like Redfall conversation and whatnot. I definitely want to talk about that since I haven't been able to do that on any shows really this week, other than Boom's uh, Xbox Factor, which was which was a good show. Um, and again, a lot of this conversation, people have kind of. Uh, been hearing whatever they want to hear um, or trying to gatekeep conversation for whichever reason. Look, guys, I'm going to continue to say this and people can believe whatever they want to believe. We are here for the sake of conversation. Uh, this is a hobby that we all enjoy and that we all want the best out of. Uh, I'm never going to sit here and say that anybody's an idiot for thinking the things that they think um, or believing in the things that they want to believe in. Right. I mean, I take that aspect into every part of my life, um, religion, politics, whatever the case may be. Um, we have to be able to have a conversation, sit down with each other and really enjoy each other's company in order for us to grow. Uh, without that, we're constantly stuck in our own heads. And if that's what we want, that's not what living split, uh, living split screen is based off of. That's not what I'm based off of. That's not how I was raised. I mean, again, I'm light-skinned, y'all. Like, I grew up with the black and white side. Um, now, I didn't have to deal with as much of the, hey, you don't, you don't fit in here, you don't fit in here. Um, fortunately, I, I did fit in with a lot of different people. But I'll be honest with you guys, like, I, I never was seen to fit in with, uh, you know, my fellow white folks, you know what I'm saying? They never accepted me. Um, but you know, over the years, I just kind of grew to understand who I was as a person. Again, I got a, I got a full blood German mama. Um, I used to be called, um, I used to get all the time in school that Hitler's my grandfather. So it's just like, maybe I have a different perspective on, having open conversation with people because of that. I'm also been around a different, a lot of different religions my entire life, Wiccan, Christianity, Yoruba. Um, you know, I've been in many different aspects and been able to be around, around a lot of different people, either culturally um, or, you know, in conversation with them. So I always try to keep an open mind with people, man, because again, especially in our hobby, we have to be able to talk through, through things. And in the entertainment business, especially in gaming, where it's the biggest form of entertainment, we still have the most control in our industry. And I do not, I cannot agree with people saying that we can't talk about um, Xbox, for an example, because Xbox isn't the one that's, mess it's uh, Arcane, oh, it's Bethesda, oh, it's, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They're still under one publisher. We have to address that issue. And as a consumer who wants the best for my products, an incomplete project is an incomplete project. Whether you're going to say, oh, well, the game's complete. It's just missing 60 frames. If you're going to tell, if you're going to make a, put it in a post that, oh, well, we're going to break 60 frames later, the game's not finished. And if we're going to settle for games that aren't finished still and make excuses for it, then look, that's that's to each their own. If you're still gonna play Redfall Day One, hey, much love to you. I'm, I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not sitting here saying, hey, don't play Redfall. Do what you want, but you can't. But people can't. In one hand, say, oh, we want better, and then on the other hand, when it is something for them, um, they throw it to the wayside. Nah, we're not. We're not doing that. That that just there's no inconsistency. There's no there's no consistency in that. I should say, um, and then we just kind of go from there. Red Gray says you were never interested in the GameStop capping. I don't Red Gray. I don't know if you were you talking to me specifically. I'm going to address you specifically because I mean, hey, first time you seeing your name. Much love. Appreciate you. But Red Gray, uh, maybe you haven't been here before, but. 
I've said I've had interest in the game. So the game hasn't presented well to me. I felt like the gunplay is lackluster in many ways. I feel as though the way that they have shown um, traversing through the game has been very methodically done uh, to make the game present a certain way. But again, from what I've heard from people, and again, I don't play Arcane's games like that. I haven't played Prey. I haven't played, I played a little bit of Dishonored 1, um, and it was all right back in the day, but it's just not my preferred style of game to, typically, right? Um, what else? Deathloop. Just, that's not something I'm necessarily interested in, but I'm also not one of these guys who just plays every first person game that comes. It has to pull my attention, right? It has to, it has to get me. This one got me, right? Redfall pulled me in because I like vampires. They're doing something different. And again, it's pulling on one of my heartstrings, right? Vampires are something that's, that are extremely appealing to me. And I don't have to, I don't have to have played Arcane's other games to take an interest to this game and also talk about it subjectively and say, well, this is the way that it's presenting to me. And then I have people who I trust who are around me saying, hey, Steel, well, Arcane doesn't present their games well. I hear that from a lot of their fans. That, hey, it's just, don't, they don't present well, man. It's one of those things you got to get in the hand and play it. Which I can understand because from what I remembered from Dishonored, it did, it did play well. But I am a multiplayer-focused gamer. It takes one multiplayer game from, to take my focus away from playing any single-player game that has, that has ever been out. Oh, that's all it takes. Especially if I get a homie that hits me up and like, yo, let's play some da-da-da-da-da. You know how many times I've jumped in and out of Destiny just for the PvP? Put hundreds of hours back into Destiny PvP, for an example. Call of Duty is the same way. Halo is the same way. You know, hundreds of hours I'll, I'll end up putting back into these games because I am a PvP multiplayer-focused gamer. So it's nothing against Arcane, per se. And again, you can't, nobody can say, especially uh, from the perspective that you're coming from, Gray, that, oh, you did, well, you didn't have interest in it anyway. It's not true. I have interest in all games. Yeah, and I mean, every game that is 30 FPS, we should speak up about, right? Because the standard for this generation was supposed to be 60 frames. Now, again, if you, I'm, I also want people to understand this, right? 4K 60 is a big ask from this generation. And there was marketing that led into this generation that made people feel like that they were going to get 4K 60. Which is a, which is a mishap. Again, that's a marketing, a super marketing mishap. It shouldn't have happened that way. But with all things considered, we have so many ways, and I made this post on Twitter, um, there are so many ways to upscale games now. I can show you a game in 1440p upscaled to 4K and you would literally know the difference. The same way that Eastside Vandal is saying that he can't really tell the difference between 60 and 30. It's one of those things where it's not a visual difference. It's a feeling difference in your hand. That's what necessarily matters. Now, once you get accustomed to 60, you can see the 30, right? But if you're, you're not flopping in between or whatever frequently, whichever the case, it's not a visual thing. And that's why I want people to get away from. It is not a visual thing. 
It's a feeling thing. And that's I'm, gonna, I'm always going to speak to that. It's a feeling when it comes to these games. I want people to be able to feel the games more. Understand, like when you're in that action, it's like, man, this feels snappy. It feels like I'm here, there. I can move freely. It's about the feeling. 1440p should be beyond 1440p 60 on the Series X should be beyond doable, especially with our upscaling technology. What bothers me is the fact that we're focusing again on 4K. And that's Arcane's fault. Why? And I, I feel like I know why they did it because 4K is easy to market. I could put 4K on a box, on a, on a game box, and that's going to pull an average consumer's attention. Because everybody got a 4K TV, whether you whether it's a quality TV or not, it's a completely different conversation. A, a QLED Samsung and a TCL 4K are two completely different TVs. Let's come, let's be honest. Now TCLs are good TVs for gaming, but we got to be honest with ourselves and say, hey, the, the nits ain't the same. The quality isn't the same. What's offered to you isn't the same. Input latency may not be even the same or remotely close. There are so many things that fall into that. And like Fifth Horseman is saying, yo, if people want to play it at 30, great. Play it at 30. That goes for any game. You want to play it at 30? That's awesome, man. I'm not going to take that away from you. My point is, we don't have to settle for 30. And and great, that's that's also a good point. It is it is my fault and anybody else's fault for having a setting or a, a standard. Sure, it could be that could be my fault as a consumer, but I also expect a standard when I put ninety three octane in my bike that it does perform. My bike does perform the way that it's supposed to, right? Because if I put something else in there, if I go go put eighty seven in there, it's going to start having some issues. It's not going to run right. And right now, these games are running off of 87 Octane. There has yet to been a game this generation to prove what these consoles can do. And that's my point. Why settle when we haven't even seen what the ceiling looks like yet? Remotely close. None of these games, even Redfall, have been built from the ground up to utilize the hardware. That's that's embarrassing to me as a consumer. I spent on this product and I'm still getting these 30 frame games. I'm supposed to we're supposed to be moving forward. We've been playing 30 FPS for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. That was the console standard. You were in heaven with that. Oh, 4K 30, man, these games looking great. But look, we all as gamers have to have some form of a standard, right? And that's part of the reason why I'm saying I'm not even going to invest into it uh, day one or give because Microsoft already got me a pocket with Game Pass, right? But nothing against that. But what I can do is I can kind of buck the system a little bit by my time because that's something else that they are looking at is engagement. Uh, Red Gray says, are you making Redfall? Do you know what they have to do to get it to 60? No, I don't. It's a good point another perspective to come from i don't know i do know how i do i am aware of tech though and hardware and what is capable right so i've been doing this for i've been part of the pc ecosystem since i was about seven years old 
I, I started off on Windows 95 and have just grown with PC over the years. Sometimes I have one, sometimes I don't. I say that to say I do have an understanding of what it takes to run games. I don't make games, but when you're seeing different standards, you compare games to other games and you're seeing what's out there, what the baseline is for some games, what the recommended specs are for Redfall. Based off of that, all, all that they're telling me, the fact that they came out and said, we're going to give you 60 later means that they can do it. They just didn't have enough time. And if you don't have enough time, then why don't you give yourself some time? And then if, if you're not going to do that, then you have to, you have to buckle up and take the people who feel like they should have a 60 frames mode or a performance mode because it is about options now, having that quality versus performance mode. You, know, you don't have to give me every single option in existence, but at least give people the option. And it just as as just as much as it's okay for you to play the game day one at 30 frames, it is okay for me to want to wait, even with me having access to PC. It is okay for me to wait for them to put out that performance patch on consoles so that the people that I'm playing the game with will have a good time. Because another thing that is a turnoff for Redfall for me is the fact that if I play the game single player. And then I go play co-op. If I get too far in co-op, it doesn't carry over in the single player. And this is a game I'm not going to beat twice. And if I go through and I beat Redfall in single player, I'm not going to want to play it again with, in co-op. I'm just that type of game. And that's a personal problem. Then if everybody else is, then great. I just don't think that Arcane needed more negative, more negative BS behind them when their games already, you know, they don't sell the greatest, you know, not to say that they're garbage and they're dumpster juice. And, oh, nobody ever plays or people do play their game, but they haven't hit that echelon that they've been trying to hit. And I feel like from what I've seen, um, the devs talk about and from what I've seen from the gameplay is that they are trying to kind of step out and reach more of an audience. You wouldn't make it open to co-op. Uh, if that wasn't the case, you could have stayed and said, hey, this is going to be a single player game and then kind of go from there. So it's another part of it. Uh, Red says, I heard people say I'd rather have 30 than have a delay. The next month they have a seizure here in the game. Can be at 30 with 60 later. Look, I mean, it's all going to be up to the people to make that decision. If that if that's the bar for people that, hey, they don't mind 30, they'll play it again. Like I said, great. Play it at what you love. Play it at what you enjoy. And as long as you're having a good time with it, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. I just feel in our hobby that we don't have to, we shouldn't be settling because we're not getting games that are complete day one already. And this is, again, personally, I feel like it's another sign of that continuously to happen. Hey, we'll put the game out and then we'll patch it later. Hey, we'll put the game out and we'll do this later. And it's just like, Dog, like, when are we gonna end up, you know, holding these, you know, holding these people's foot, feet to the flame and say, hey, a product, a product is a product is a product. You gotta sell me on it. Your first impression is everything to me. If your first impression didn't hit, 
and didn't hit, man. Like, I'm not going to sit here and go back and forth with people. And I'm, I'm lying. I don't mind going back and forth with people as long as we're having constructive criticism. But as soon as we say that, oh, man, your conversation doesn't matter because uh, you're telling me that I should be expecting better from my product. Just I don't see how that remotely makes any sense. Why not be able to have that conversation and say, you know what? Yeah, you, it sucks that we're not going to have that option up front. I'm still hyped for the I'm still excited for the game. I'm going to play it at 30. I don't really mind it. Yeah, still, man. I, I do agree, though, that it should be better. They should do better, man. Where Xbox is trying to work on their whole marketing spiel. Give people to really a uh, reason to invest in their ecosystem. Um, you've seen the numbers are falling off for Xbox a little bit. Uh, again, while PlayStation has continued to sell more, it's like you got to give people a reason to invest in your ecosystem, right? Um, it can't just be on the PC front. It can't just be on the cloud front. It has to be on the console front too. Uh, you can't. There was a great um, uh, think thought piece by Clover that was put out this week where he was basically speaking to, hey, man, you can't make your console players feel like they're second rate. They're supposed to be the top of the line. They're supposed to be the echelon. Xbox would not be where they're at if it wasn't for the console players. So let's make sure that we're, that we're doing what we can for those console players. The other thing, too, why, and why I speak to why um, the issue of this 30 versus 60 thing is because for the first time, we are actually in a console generation where the tech is not only either on curve or a little bit ahead of the curve as far as the tech inside the box. Previous generations, this was not the case. We were getting games that were made specifically for the console and then they were being ported over to PC. It was a completely different development setup. And I'm not saying, and I don't think Fred uh, says Xbox is garbage to fans just playing on PlayStation. I don't think Xbox has been garbage to fans. I'm one of the people that have been sitting down here and I'm standing on this mountain that I don't think that Xbox did that bad last year. People are like, oh, we, you know, they didn't give us no first party games. And, this and, and I come back with the argument like, but bro, they put 40 plus something games in Game Pass for you. We're not going to recognize that. We're just going to focus on what first party did for us. Yes, I do agree, though. There should have been some form of first party outfit that was there. But if you just acquired all these things in 2017 games, the games that we're getting now just started development around that time. It makes sense that they didn't have a first party output last year. I'm not one of those dudes who was who's sitting here and. Um, and super complaining about the first party output last year. I actually have disagreed with people that have said, oh, well, you know, they didn't give us these top triple A quality. Bro, 40-something games in the Game Pass that were part of your subscription that you didn't have to pay for up front. Outside of your subscription. I think that's a fucking deal. But that's me. I care about games in total. Not just one side or the other side. And Red, I mean, yeah, you're going a, you're going a little bit on the deep end. Like, you're going a little bit on the on the green side too much. Be all right. Oh, is that is that a magical pong I see? No, you're good. Good, do your thing. Um, glad to see you here, brother. Glad you're all right, man. Well, I was hoping that you didn't get kidnapped by Prince. He came back and resurrected. Oh, I'll tell him that joke when he gets. 
<laughs> we got bomb here, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, I mean, just to continue, continue on though, man, it's the Redfall situation again for me is just a hey, let's not settle for less than anything else. Enjoy what you enjoy, love what you play, play what you love. Like my brother Pong always says, it is what it is, man. You know. Uh, Sappho says PS is still trash. Uh, God of War is not enough. Uh, the Last of Us can't compete with COD. That's your limit. Jimmy saying that. <laughs> Since I've stepped into this community, I've kind of grown. Uh, I've grown a bit in just saying that PlayStation itself is not the greatest. Um, because PlayStation does have some good qualities about it, right? I don't like Sony. I don't agree with their practices and and part of the reason that they're going to be behind and now they're going to be quite reliant on uh, factions releasing and hitting for them to start that their more uh, their march into the multiplayer space. I just don't get why they waited so long. I mean, I say that, but history has told us that people that the single player gamers have had had spoken out and said, "Hey, these are the type of games that we want," and so those are the type of games that were provided. But it's also an issue when you have your competitor who is the main line for multiplayer gaming, and then you have a game, for example, the first Last of Us, um, that had the factions multiplayer part of that that actually was a really solid experience that a lot of their base didn't end up liking, but they didn't double down on it and re-release it with their, let's say, their remake. I don't get that. If you're making a push for Last of Us and, and factions and multiplayer gaming, why wouldn't you re-release your original multiplayer? Just so you can start that fire back up. Or when factions came to PC, why wasn't that? Why wasn't the multiplayer part of that? You have a whole fan base on the PC side of things who that experience could be something different. You could have started a fire right there, boom. Oh, now, now that now the train starts, and you start feeding the coal. Factions, oh, look out for factions. This is just a little taste before factions come out. This is the default, you know. This is the standard experience from the original Last of Us, but we got factions coming and just feed it. Oh, fire, coal, fire. So you can re, you know, really uh, reinvigorate your fan base so they understand what you're trying to do. Because Factions is one of those games, in my personal belief, especially as a third-person shooter, that is it's unlike any other experience. Again, it's gonna it's not an easy experience, but I think it's a fun time. There's nothing that compares to crafting that shiv on that stick mid-game and running up on somebody and slamming upside the head. It's bro. There's no better feeling than that. Got to check out some gameplay if you haven't checked that out. Uh, let's see. Jack says, if Redfall, Starfield, and Forza came out on time in 2022, we would have nothing in 2023. I mean, that is another, that's another good point, man. Um, it's one of those things to where we have to be able to, to talk about and have conversation about What's happening behind the scenes? And all we could ever do is speculate. We don't work for none of these studios. I don't work for Microsoft. I don't work for Sony. I don't work for Nintendo. I don't know what, they, what they're trying to do behind the scenes. I do know that they're trying to sell us a product. I do know that they are fighting for our time. 
I do know that they want more engagement from us than we've ever seen before. I do know that they want us to pay for skins. They want us to be pay for battle passes. They want us to be more in pocket than we've ever been before. And that's already been proven that it's been working. So as a consumer, I have the right to say, look, man, I just don't think this shit is right. I don't think that this makes sense. I could do that as a consumer. And I should be able to do that as a consumer. And overall, that's more so the point that I believe that we should be looking at versus um, you're right, I'm wrong kind of conversation because this isn't the place for that. This isn't, um, this isn't even the conversation for that, right? I'm not, I've said it here multiple times. I'm not here to tell you who you should be as a gamer. I am here to tell you that, hey, as a consumer, you should probably stand up a little bit more. That's really my overall point. Why settle? You don't like to settle when you get your, if you order, again, people have been using this example, and it is a good example. You don't go out to a restaurant that's been labeled as five stars. You get your main dish and get no sides. Say, oh, well, the sides will be here before you get ready to leave. We'll put them in a box. What? I thought this was a five-star restaurant. Why am I getting sides in a box to take home? supposed to be part of my main course the hell i don't get the asparagus or the green beans or the taters or or uh what a, or whatever you like to have the soup whatever i don't get to eat that with my meal i, I gotta take it home why does that make sense you wouldn't deal with that there so why would you deal with it in gaming and that's kind of where we have been at for the last decade if not longer hey where we're at Put it out now. Yeah, we'll fix it later. Said oh, they, they don't care. They'll buy it. And then, and then when you come out and say, "Well, you know, our game didn't perform well," what the fuck you think? Why not? Forspoken's a good example of that. Again, I'll introduce you here the second poem. But real quick, I started playing Forspoken this week. Forspoken is a, it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's the, it's the one of the prettiest, ugliest games that I've ever seen. I, I never thought that it was possible for a game to be pretty and to be ugly at the same time. I, I don't get it. I don't get how Square Enix looked at this product, especially on PC, and was like, man, that's good to go. Let's release that. The reason I say that is because one. You turn on the ray tracing options, for whatever reason, now everything is just overly dark. That's not how ray trace shadows work. <laughs> I'm in a house and now it's just like there's no lights on. There's a light in the corner and there's no, but it looks like it's just complete, like I'm in the fucking lost abandoned forest. I step outside. <laughs> ray trace is supposed to have help with the way the the sunlight is exposing things and the shadow shadows are reflecting off of certain things. Bro, why is everything all over the place? Like it's overly bright. I can't see off in the distance. Things are washed out. I'm sitting there tweaking the brightness up and down. Like, man, maybe it's my monitor. I'm sitting there tweaking my monitor. It's like, bro, what what am I doing? I'm going through all these things just to get a decent uh other levels out of this game. Right? And then the other thing, too, is I, I'm playing, okay, I'm playing at 1080, right? Max settings, though. Complete max settings. 
Why do things still have Jaggies? How does that remotely make sense? I got the best texture quality I can get. And things still don't look smooth. It's weird. It's a pretty ugly game. Now, I'm going to continue playing it um, because I was enjoying what I was getting from the experience. I do feel as though they could have done better with the combat um, because I am a stickler for that, right? Um, maybe it's just because it's missing some melee combat. Uh, just a little bit. It wouldn't even need much, um, because especially with her abilities and everything. But once you start getting in the flow and getting used to, and again, I'm only probably a couple hours in, it, it, it's interesting. I like it. Um, I do want to put some more time into it, but right now, I'm I'm playing Zelda. I I don't I mean I don't know what else to tell you guys. Like it's just that's just kind of where I'm at right now. Playing Breath of the Wild, 4K. Uh, and, and again, this is also I do think this is also it's embarrassing. We talk about that too. It's embarrassing for Nintendo, right? Um, that I have to buy a game twice, like I did on the Wii U and then on the Switch. To then play it on the PC, ladies and gentlemen, before my game crashed and I lost some of my progress, I had almost 25 mods on Zelda Breath of the Wild. Quality of life mods, um, visual mods. Um, I was telling y'all earlier, I don't, I took out, I don't have any durability now, so I don't have to deal with that mechanic in the game. It was little thing, little adjustments that people have made over time to make the overall experience better for those people who are jumping in. I could play it on a big screen and it, and it still looks good. It translates well. It looks like it was made that way. And Nintendo, you're missing out on some dollars here. If you had a dedicated PC version, yo, you'd be swimming in dough right now. I mean, y'all already are. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 already doing okay, but it, there there's just so much potential to be had there. Um, but I am having I was, I know I put it to you like this, I know that Breath of the Wild is actually a decent game because there's not many games where I lose progress and I and I'm like and I just blame it on the mods. Oh, it's the mods' fault. Maybe I installed the wrong thing. I was having a good time with it. I was. I don't have to worry about durability. I'm just worrying about picking up weapons. I'm just worried about exploring. I'm just worried about taking in the story for what it is. It, it really reminds me of Ocarina of Time, right? And I can, and I can honestly say there is, there is some of that nostalgia there where it's just like, man, this reminds me of this time. Now, will it hold up? So far it has. I've killed myself quite a few times just trying to explore and jumping off of stuff I wasn't supposed to, but it's been fun. Um, nonetheless, I do have to introduce my brother from another, the uncanny gentleman, the man that I thought was kidnapped by a resurrected prince who took him to Lake Minnetonka to wash away his sins. My guy, Pong So, how you feeling, baby? What's going on? Hold on real quick, hold on real quick, Pong, before you get too deep into it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. There you go. No, did you did you did you have me muted? You know, Steel finally got his dream scenario. Uh where no, I don't show up. 
and Steel gets to do the whole show himself. Look, just winged listen, it. Listen, look at he was doing just fine. I was winging it. I yeah. didn't. I, I didn't need to be here. You got you got fifty you got fifty people in chat listening to up, you man. just rocking. You know that, that's what I'm saying. Hey, uh, good morning. Uh, yes, this is uh, Steel's favorite a hole right here. Uh, <laughs> who uh, who uh, pause? By the way, that probably didn't sound great either. Is Pong still uh, muted? Oh, I don't. He shouldn't be muted. You should. I, you guys should. Let me know if you guys can hear him. You should be. Yeah, I'm about to say oh, he I'm should. Good. Be, he's, good. he's good. He's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About to say he, the bars are moving. If the if it, if the bars are moving, and you still can't hear him. I did upgrade. Hey, I did upgrade to Windows 11. So if we have any issues here, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to blame Windows 11. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. I was like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll upgrade. Uh, but my fault. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah no, no. 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 Ah. Uh, no. I uh, woke up with in the middle of the night with an awful headache awful like i, I said on xbox ultimate i was uh, exhausted and uh, allergies because our weather has been all over the place as minnesota is wont to do but i woke up with an awful headache and i wound up having to take uh some uh some migraine stuff and uh slept right through my alarm uh i don't remember waking up and turning it off and you, you got to do math to turn off my phone alarm i actually have it set up so i got to do math Oh, so, so you, you actually were have to, actually yeah. partially awake? Yeah, yeah. And somehow, it, it somehow got it turned off and uh, crashed been an back easy out. One. Must have been so, an easy one. Oh, they are. They're they're addition, but they, they you know they still make you think because they're you know it's not like one plus one. It, you know, it's like ninety plus sixty three, that kind of stuff. So, anyways, I, I am here. I am sorry, everybody. Uh, I'm glad Steel could uh, obviously run the show himself. He doesn't need me. Uh, hey, I'm man, just I'm uh, working what I uh, had. No, 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 no. It's, it's still 60 frames all by himself. He doesn't yeah. need me here at all uh, to give the extra spice. So, uh, no, I'm here. Uh, we are here. We are live. It is living split screen this morning. Thank you all for showing up. Uh, you know, past uh, few weeks have been up and down for us, obviously. Steel getting sick last week. So we appreciate everybody showing back up here again to hang out with us. And uh, my headache's gone. Which is good news. So good uh, news. I'm I'm definitely going to get in the flow here. I got uh, I got the pre workout going, so we're going to get the energy flowing here. Uh, but no, it's been a heck of a week. Steel, um, been enjoying a lot of different things. Uh, man, I told you behind the scenes, um, I had redownloaded Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> Out of all the games, Mister Non Superhero Guy redownloaded Avengers and was playing through the campaign again, which I had started previously. Uh, because it's in Game Pass. Uh, it's the deluxe edition in Game Pass. All the outfits are available uh, for the most part. There's still some that you could open up through the game. Um, but uh, so yeah, I was rocking out in Avengers, but then, um, and Loop Hero as well. Loop Hero is still in my uh, rotation. I love that game. Uh, but then uh, Ghostwire Tokyo hit this week on Game Pass deal. Uh, I've got, uh, I checked last night. I think I got 13, I'm about 13 hours in to Ghostwire Tokyo. Okay. Uh, just about. Uh, I've been playing it uh, every single night for the most part. And uh, since it dropped, what a game. What a game. Tango Gameworks just killing it. Um, unbelievable, like I said on PM and the PM the other night. This, these are the times where you realize that, yeah, there's a lot of crossover between gamers, uh, between PlayStation gamers and Xbox gamers. There's a lot of people who own both systems and play both systems. But a game like this, 
really does differentiate, I think, the two sides sometimes in our small community. Right. Um, because when this dropped on PlayStation, I didn't see too many of the PlayStation guys out here talking about Ghostwire Tokyo. I saw a lot of nah. meh. Oh, and meh. Wasn't, no, yeah. of course. It, you know, Which is kind of shameful, especially for a game yeah. that's like, taking advantage of that uh, that Eastern flavor, that Eastern yes. culture. Yes. It's kind of crazy that you don't see more of that Sony base take advantage of that um of that scenery because it's it's a good looking game and and that's 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 the weird part like but that's what i say like in our small community and again we are small it's it sometimes you do catch these moments where it's like okay there are a base uh a fan base of people that honestly don't play games outside of generally speaking their third person over the shoulder narrative heavy games and when something like this comes along that is first person and doesn't necessarily fall into that category it gets passed over even when it is exclusive to their console and you know obviously a part of it is the reviews it didn't get the best reviews in the world but again we've talked about it many times steel a seven game back in the day that was good like now they've created this narrative where oh it, it it's trash or it, it it's not a home run it's not a banger it's not it's not something I have to go play and a lot of people skip it and this is where Game Pass comes back into play again no risk download it try it for yourself this game is amazing still this game is fantastic Ghost okay. Tokyo is really really good I'm not gonna say it's a ten out of ten I'm not gonna say it doesn't have issues here and there but. I would definitely say this is a solid, you know, eight, eight and a half so far from what I'm playing, approaching a nine that some points. That's not bad. Um, no, no, this is fantastic. This is awesome. Uh, again, the Eastern flavor, the atmosphere, right. uh, the graphics, they nailed all that. The, I mean, everything pops off the screen while you're playing this, the special moves, the magic that you're using. Um, while, you know, basic in some forms, yeah, it's elemental, it's wind, it's earth. It's right, 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 right. It's all that. It's on, very man. unique how they approach it, right? It's very unique. The hand gestures, all that, highly detailed. Really billing? Story. Yeah, the story is excellent. The story's got to be gone like in. I had a feeling like it, it, it does. And they're using a lot of, you know, they're a lot, using a lot of Eastern mythology, right? The right. spirits, all that stuff. Yokai and mythology. Do they call them Yokai in there? Yeah. Okay. They okay, do. Okay, They've okay, got okay. The, they use the different names in there. Um, but they they draw from all of that, and it's absolutely freaking wonderful. The acting I've got it on uh, English subtitle. Uh, I am playing it. Uh, they Can you tell English. that it's that there's it's in a different language? Like, do the mouth match what they're saying? Uh, yes. Okay. 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 Cool. Yes. It's just yes. weird sometimes when you have that yes. in some games. You notice that in a lot of more anime esque type games where it's like it, you might be english but the word but the mouths don't quite fit it's like one of yeah. those old kung fu movies like right crouching tiger hidden drag is one of those oh yeah no you could definitely mm-hmm. tell that it would be in a different language uh again but i'm playing subtitled so i'm playing in you know japanese language which again the actors that are playing these roles are awesome man uh that's really, really really well really done the emotion and stuff that comes across really 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 well done um, so yeah, no, I've, I've been rocking on Ghostwire Tokyo and just having an absolute blast uh, with it. And uh, like I said, this is an underrated game. Uh, Mav and I talked a little bit yeah, Thursday. Yeah, I heard you. The Tango Gameworks, um, 
this is an upcoming studio, even, even without Shinji. Um, and I know Shinji was obviously a major portion of that studio, but because he had turned himself into voluntarily a mentoring role where right. he wanted to bring young talent forward, we get hi-fi rush shadow dropped on us by John Johannes and his team that proves that this young talent's there. And then this game, nice. Ghostwire Tokyo, while technically, you know, it is Shinji's game. If you go back and read the articles and read the interviews, he let the young talent, you know, run this game a lot. Like he, he was there, he helped direct it, he kind of helped oversee it a lot. But the young talent had a major role with Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, I'm extremely confident in the studio, even without Shinji right now, uh, Steel. Between Hi Fi Rush and now what I played in Ghostwire Tokyo, I, I think Tangle has a super bright future. And if they can bring the creativeness, if they can bring this kind of diverse set of gaming um, and, and ideas to Xbox continuously down the road, even without Shinji being there, uh, we're in for some treats from Tango Gameworks. Because again, this game is different. It opens up, it plays. I think it's fair when people have said, well, it opens up to more of a Ubisoft style game when you get the open world opened up. It does, but it's not littered like a Valhalla is with all these points all over the map. Sure, you've still got your, you know, side quests and you got your collectibles and you got that kind of stuff, but it's not littered. It's more it's more contained. It's it's not that that overwhelming feeling when you open up your map and you're like oh my god look at all the stuff i got that's, like that. that's what i was gonna that's what i was gonna ask nah. about um yeah. whether it, it was more ubisoft styled where it's yeah, just like bro like god damn but not like that no okay, but, but not, not overwhelming okay. and again i i love ubisoft games so don't get me wrong i am biased when i say that some people might still look at this uh, map and be like i, oh, I think Valhalla is a bit extreme yeah Valhalla is extreme um, this is not that's, and, and that's saying somebody who has put over 100 hours of Valhalla. yeah yeah it's yeah, a bit yeah, extreme yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, collecting the spirits and that kind of stuff in this game that you do to mm -hmm. free them uh, is fun. Um, it's my style because you can walk around; you don't have to touch the main mission. You can walk around, do all this other stuff, kind of you know, overpower uh, your character as you get okay. you know as you get the skills up, um, as you get your experience and all that kind That's of stuff. Uh, but sound, graphics, like I said, all of that is great. And again. It's not horror because I wouldn't be playing it. It, it. it is more psychological. Sure, it's got its creepy moments. Like the opening chapter was really right. creepy, and there was a moment where I heard I was that like, talking about that. Yeah. Eh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mav described it like fear, uh, and it was. There oh, was God. a fear quality s to the fear, opening it, chapter. It wasn't like fear two though. It wasn't like no. the first hour of fear two. No, 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 no. Because the first hour of fear two, bro. That's the reason. That's probably the reason I don't want to play fucking scary games. I'm good. Yeah. I'm so yeah, good yeah, off yeah. of that shit. No, no, no. I and I've gone back and played for two. And no, so, I'm good. That know, first you know, hour was. I enough. like it. I like it. That it's creepy, but it, I can do it. But I'm just having a blast <laughs> with this game. And like I said, the big thing for me is that uh, Tango Gameworks is in a great spot. Um, you know, I we could only those of us that only had the Xbox uh, when this game launched didn't have any you know, reference outside of what people were saying and outside of, you know, reviews and that kind of stuff. So I didn't know what to expect jumping into this game. Uh, but damn, this game is fun. And I'm having a blast with it. Combat is fun. All of it. I've been playing on high frame rate quality mode, actually, um, because high frame rate mode, they give you actual options. I know you've been talking a little bit about Redfall. Yeah, man. Uh, high options. frame rate, high frame rate. 
Um, I know some people have said it's unstable. I know some people have said, you know, it's not they when the game first launched, they actually didn't play it in it. Right. Um, but I popped it in on that because I've got the OLED. I've got the VRR. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's not a flex. I'm just which saying is, uh, that which I've is, got those. Uh, that's a you spent. I was, I was talking about yeah. that earlier. You know, yeah. there there is, you know, different qualities of things. Mm-hmm. And you do get what you pay for. I was making that comparison between like a TCL and a Samsung QLED. There is differences there, there is differences. guys. Like there's differences. But if you got the VRR, whether you got a monitor or TV that has VRR, it helps these days. And high frame rate being that it's unlocked, it's uncapped, right? So it'll yeah. run as high or as bad as it as it can. On the Series X, I know Jez wound up being one of the worst worry. reviews out of out of everybody on Ghostwire Tokyo. He actually made a joke about that on Twitter the other day that he he was shocked that he wound up being the one of the least favorable reviews out there for Ghost, Ghostwire Tokyo on Xbox. Fifty, but on Series X. High frame rate quality. I haven't changed it once, Steel. Like, I've seen blips here and there. I've seen a, a moment of where I could actually tell the frame rate was dropping. Right. But overall, normally this is the dude that plays on performance nonstop. But with the high frame rate unlocked on quality, I'm getting the best of both worlds. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely with VRR. It's, it's, it feels like a 60 all the time. It feels right. like 60 all the time. Plus, I'm getting the best resolution. Um, fantastic game. Uh, so I can't say enough about it. So, that's pretty dope. Uh, yeah, that's, that's 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 definitely good to hear. I, I've had my interest with Ghostwire Tokyo, but I was like, ah, I don't know, and I still don't know if I'm gonna end up jumping into it. I mean, again, yeah. there's there's so many games that are on our, our, our on our horizon. Yeah. Um, I think the next one we might end up co op, and if we get some time, well, um, things work out. It's gonna be Atlas Fallen. I think that'd be a really good time. Um, but we'll see. Um, because I know it's, it's I don't think it's coming to Game Pass or anything like that. So um, we'll have to see what the funds is looking like, and uh, we can make that happen. I think there'd be a dope game to end up streaming. Um, especially if it's supposed to be full co-op from the from the very beginning of the game. It's an interesting concept. But um, he, he, hearing games like Ghostwire Tokyo, a game that was on a one-year one exclusive um, on PlayStation that didn't hasn't gotten love like that still to this day, mm-hmm. um, it is seemingly rated better on uh, the Xbox side of things, yeah. though. So that's cool to see. Um, and that's including PC. So um, you have people who are trying it out on a multitude of platforms and still rating it at a pretty decent height. Um, I think at 84, I think it's right now locked yeah. in. Um, it's really good for, for a really great score for that game. Yeah. I mean, again, it's higher than, you know, some other games that have released recently. So um, it's higher than the game that I'm kind of favoring right now for Spoken. So, I mean, every, everything is in perspective, right? Uh, but that's what it goes back to, you know, finding those games that really speak to you. And again, I mean, even for Palm being a grazer person, you know, yeah. um, he's found another game that he can like really throw himself at and is enjoying and is yeah. hitting all the right notes. And us being men of culture, I'd like to say, um, you know, we, te- we, we l- like to experience those different things. I was making the... Um, uh the comment with palm behind the scenes and i also wrote it on twitter although i call it wrath of a sir instead of a store's wrath guys we got the uh gameplay for final fantasy 16 this week oh yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah. as part of the reason why i put up one of the uh, icons as they're calling them i'm still going to refer them to refer to them as gods because that's what they are um it's <laughs> summons. really summons <laughs> like why why did you not why did you just call them summons? I, it, threw, it threw it threw me off when they first said like, icon, icon versus icon i was like I mean summon oh, versus this, summon? I mean was that Titan, like summons? Like, like what are we what, doing? But whichever. No, we had to give um, them something new. Yeah. Whichever. 
uh, amidst all the other things that Final Fantasy 16 has going on for, um, whether it be them believing that uh, they can't do certain things or can't put black folks in it because it's not accurately historic to um, their timeline, what, whichever the case, again, um, if that's something that is necessarily a turn off to you, um, I could definitely understand that. Uh, in the sphere of gaming, I tend to not take everything overly serious. If there's something that I think is interesting, um, I will check it out. Now, they're doing egregious things is something different. But um, in all things with understanding, Final Fantasy 16 is still not a game that is enough for me to buy a PlayStation. Not. Nah. Looks good. But I've seen that type of over-the-top be previously, and this was my point, in a game like Asura's Wrath, which released on the three. Mm -hmm. yep. I'm not saying that the visual quality is the same. I'm not saying that it's the same um, high fidelity, high action, the combo. I'm not saying the combos is the same and the game is the same. I'm not saying any of that. But the over-the-top nature style of the game that they're going for in 16 final fantasy 16 is literally final fantasy 15 on crack it looks like final fantasy 15 done by the main team mm -hmm. i don't and i, don't, I know people don't want to like realize that or accept that but that's what that game but that's what that game is with it there's no boy band it's a central focus story and it's like a final fantasy 15 on asura's wrath had a baby that's that game so it's not like they're doing anything super innovative. Um, I will say this game wouldn't ha wouldn't be possible without a SSD. From what I can see, I'm not going to say because the PlayStation's that because that no. doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, none of that makes. But sense. as far as needing an SSD overall in current gen hardware that we have, I can see it in this game. Especially with the icon fights, the summons fights that they were demonstrating, yeah, that wouldn't be able to be done on a hard drive. The particle effects, the movement, still having full control. I understand that it's still going to be a bit on rail. Like, let, let's not fool ourselves. That experience is still going to be on rails, right? You're going to get to certain parts in the fight where it's going to be kind of cutscene. You're going to be QTE in yourself to death. But that's why I compare it to Asura's Wrath, because that's the last time that I remember a game taking it there, other than Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which is also another game that I've also re-downloaded and I'm going to mod the dog mess out of and play through again. Again, I very, very rarely do that. Um, but when you see that, when you see them take or go towards that style of game and doing it right, that's what I would, that's more of what I want to see in our console generation, right? As far as those style of games, that's what I was missing from God of War. I didn't see that over the top nature that I would expect to see out of God of War, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 2018 didn't make me feel like when I played God of War 1, right. it didn't. Right. And I, and I didn't even beat God of War 1. I probably put six hours into that game. I had no interest in continuing to play it. But comparatively, 
for a game to have as much money behind it, um, all this technical prowess and design and all these great things, and it still not hit as hard as its predecessor says a lot to me. And I understand that people feel differently about that, but that's what I'm looking for out of a third-person action-adventure game. That rambunctiousness. And that's why I like Final Fantasy overall as a franchise because Final Fantasy tended to lean in that. I don't like when they try to pull back from it and make it more serious. Like Final Fantasy VII Remake feels like a little bit like that. Feels like it's more serious instead of making it more over the top. Um, that's the worst thing that I could say about it. But other than that, yeah, man. Um, Final Fantasy 16 definitely presented well. It's definitely going to be the one of the better looking games of our generation currently when it releases. Because, um, I mean, again, if we want to talk about, and I know people are like in the streets with their arms up, flailing around and excited. Oh, look at PlayStation doing its thing. Oh, look at Square Enix in PlayStation's partnership. Square Enix, yeah. Come on, guys. This is their main team. It took them how long to put this game together? Like, mm-hmm. all things in consideration. You're, don't act like they put out games three every three years. That's not no, what it is. No, this is like Bethesda. Yeah, this is like Todd exactly. Howard in the, in the A-Team. Yeah. That's, what, that's why I get so hyped about Starfield. People are like, oh, why are you so excited about Starfield? Because it's the A-Team. This ain't the Fallout 76 team. And this is the same thing with Final Fantasy 16, right? When I saw this game steal, and I, you know, I will say that, no, does it make me absolutely want to go out and buy a PlayStation 5? No. But what I have said is that this is the first PlayStation 5 game where if I had access to the PlayStation 5, this would be a day one buy for me. Right. After seeing it, right? This is the first game where I'm like, okay. If I had a PlayStation 5, I'd be budgeting in for Final Fantasy 16 because that's how damn good this looks. Yeah. It it really does. Like I said, you can tell the difference, and I understand where you're coming from, Steel, when you compare it to 15. You know, from mechanics-wise, combat-wise, you know, again, people just could not know, get over the boy band. I know people, like, that's yeah. where you kind of walk in and that's where you leave at is that right. in-between. Right. But, like... The thing that I don't like when people do when they talk about Final Fantasy 15, because I, although I like the game, I also experienced the full breadth of the game at mm. its hardest difficulty, and the game's not as empty as you think that it is. I know a lot of people didn't get to experience that, um, yeah. or the game wasn't as um, good as people wanted it to be. It's There's a lot more to the game once you get past the, oh, boy band. There is a lot more behind yeah. that, but I mean, it is what it is. There's that's a reason a, my wife got like jumped sure. into it. You know what I mean? Sure, so, but that's my that's. But that, that's always people. that's always been my point is that Square Enix, I think, is at its peak when it goes to high fantasy. When yeah, it yeah, does yeah. The, the like you said, the over the top, the mythical, that's the craziness. Like that's what that's it's about. And yeah, and you lose some of that when you do a more reality. And I. Say quote that quotes. Yeah, yeah quote the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Not reality. Right. No, no, it's not. But it uh, presents itself that way right, when right. you got the boy band, when you got the car driver out, when you got that stuff, and that's what I think turned off a lot of people right, right to now. it. Mm-hmm. Um, me included. It's just the story wasn't that. Like, no, I get it. I get. I get it. But I this get. one, this is going back to the roots again. This is going back to high fantasy, and again, 
it's something that presents so well when you're talking about what Square Enix's A team does the best mm-hmm. in its presentation. This type of setting is where you see them flourish the most. And that's why I love to see them going back to it again. Because again, watching that multiple times, this last trailer, this 20 minute presentation they had at the state of play really did, like I said, this was the most excited I've been for a Final Fantasy game in a long time. Where I was like, yo, listen, if I had a PlayStation 5, I'd be getting this day one. Uh, I wish that Square wasn't on this kick of signing exclusivity deals with Sony you know, from a business perspective, because more people should enjoy this game because this looks like it's going to be that next level Final Fantasy game that we've kind of been waiting, sitting on for a long time. And I'm not the biggest Final Fantasy guy. Again, I played all the originals and it breaks my heart still a little bit when I don't see it, when when I don't see it turn-based, right? It does. It really, really does. It still breaks my heart. But Like I've said, if you're going to go away from turn-based as a JRPG, this is the way you do it. Yeah. Like, you get that Devil May Cry. You get that absolute insane combos going on. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. And make it accessible. And make it accessible. That's what I was just about to say. Mm -hmm. And you include things, again, from watching it, and I know some people are up in arms about it, and some people posted things for console war clicks like, oh, look, you can play Final Fantasy 16 with one button. Listen, it's and, your choice. It's yeah. your choice, Steel, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. Again, the fact that they include accessories that you can equip in a different combos to make the game play how you want to play it, there is nothing wrong with that at all. And I understand why Square is doing it. I understand they're going to bring more people into Final Fantasy right now than they probably have ever before between the fact that it's not turn-based, that it is action, but the fact that people can walk in and say, you know what, I don't want to learn all the combo systems. I don't want to go through that whole issue of getting used to, oh, this is what I've got to, you know, this is the certain attack form that I got to use here. Mm -hmm. I just want to play the game and I just want to button mash and you have crazy attacks all over the screen. Well, you can set up the accessories to make that happen. Right. And I think that's a great move for Square Enix and for Final Fantasy overall that is going to allow more people to walk in and enjoy this game. And so for me, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I don't. Yeah. Because there, you can play it your way, Steel. You yeah. can play it the hardcore way, but somebody else can yeah. walk in disabilities or no disabilities and, and I still have access and i don't have a problem with it either um i think it makes a lot of sense again it's always going to have it's always going to leave that gray area which i i do think is also again room for conversation because there are going to people who are going to take advantage of that and claim to have big played the game or yeah. say that the game is easy um but i mean but that's just the reality of the situation that's always going to be the case um no Mm -hmm. matter what if you're given options a lot of people are going to take advantage of those options and that's unfortunate thing to me though is that i think that come review time there's going to be a lot of people who take advantage of that and blow through the game and say how great the game is and they didn't experience the game as it was intended but again it's also that's a that's why I say it's always open for conversation because if the yep. options were put there and however you play the game is how they intended. Um, yep. So then that's kind of how you got to look at it. And Lemon, like for me, as far as the conversation go with Final Fantasy 16 and um, Deuce, Deuce making his comments uh, uh, about Black Folks, 
it's kind of, it's kind of how I look at Activision Blizzard and uh, Call of Duty and whatnot. Am I going to stop playing uh, Call of Duty and whatnot, even though I know Bobby Kotek supports um, child molestation? Are we going to have that conversation? We buy Call of Duty every year. Bobby Kotick is literally the devil. He's an evil fucking person. Did we buy Call of Duty? Did you buy a skin? You know he's still getting that cut. Have you ever owned an iPhone? We can't, we can't. I get it, but I can't punish everybody for that. I can't. What what this guy says, I, I not in gaming. I can't make that stand here. Not when, like people say, there are other things that we can make a stand about. That are going that would be much more impactful. Like what we're trying to do with AI progression right now. Because we are on a very slippery slope right now in reality. Where things can go very left. And no, I don't think anybody trying to cultural appropriate anything or try to act like they're dumb and is okay. But I also have the option to wait. Because what I'm what I was planning to do, kind of like what I did with Final Fantasy VII Remake when I made Barrett Master Chief, and that made it more of an enjoyable experience because I didn't like Barrett back in the day in Final Fantasy VII. When I was growing up, I thought it was really weird. Like when you're reading the text, it's like, really? But again, we also have to realize how the East looks at not only Americans, but other people's, other people's cultures overall, especially black people's culture. There's a lot of things in a lot of other cultures that they don't understand us. It's the reality. And I'll never say that it's okay or it's acceptable or we shouldn't be speaking up about it. And that's fine. 108, which we can't say that it wasn't proven. We know it. Does it, do we have to, it's been proved, there's many people that have been proven to do a lot of things. And we still give them support. It's just, again, everybody has to have a line. If that's your line, then great. But again, the way that I was going to do it was I was going to wait like I did with Final Fantasy VII Remake, put Maz in it. I wanted the, I wanted the light-skinned dude with a beard when I my Final Fantasy uh, sixteen playthrough. Believe in customization. We should have more customization in games. I don't... Not every game needs to have a needs to have a a person that looks a particular way. You want me to play? Let me have my experience. Create my own character. I like that. That's what I prefer. Matter of fact, I'd probably play more single player games if that was the case. That's not always the case, though. So I just enjoy them for what they are. But I can't punish everybody underneath. Just because this idiot at the top doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And I love Eastern culture. They don't have to love me. I appreciate them. They make me look at things differently. That's the thing with the world, though. I don't have to agree with everybody. I don't have to see it through their lens. And if that person says that type of shit to my face, then I got to correct them. 
and tell them, hey, man, well, <laughs> this isn't the case. And in 108, I agree. It's not okay. You make way too much money for any of that shit to be acceptable. I hate the fact that even if uh, when I put the ducats down, it's these people at the top are getting paid. But that's the way life is. Our government takes advantage of us every day. Hey, I know you're listening. We're getting raked over the coals right now. And most of our society likes to just say, oh, we'll just make more money. That's not the fucking answer. Oh, get over it. That's not the fucking answer. How about we actually address the problem? Slight side tangent, but it's just, you. we have to see it from every angle. And I personally dislike when people, again, everybody has to make a stance somewhere. And I, I, I can only respect that. But there's different ways to make those stances. Mods exist for a reason. I got my link walking around like he, like he's the most light-skinned buff motherfucker you've ever seen. He chunky. He got some thickness to him. He ain't slim boy link. Because I have options, man. You know what I mean? Makes the experience more enjoyable for me. That's what gaming should be about. That's why I always think that these conversations are worth it. Because that's what gaming should be about. For me, because this is another interesting conversation that happened this week, and we'll talk about other stuff later, but because the conversation was coming up again this week about um, not only in our community, but in other communities too, about people using gaming as a crutch. People using gaming as just an escape. You can't deal with things in real life, so you're using gaming as an escape. As a... um, as a way for you not to deal with reality. And I wanted to kind of bring that here because live a split screen, you know, we're non console essential. We talk about everything. And I like having these passionate conversations too, because sure, we could talk about um, all the news that happened throughout the week. We just talked about Final Fantasy 16. We just talked about Redfall 30 frames. I do want Pong to get his bars off on that um, after this, but there's also other sides to gaming that we have to talk about. And the fact that people on the outside who are not part of our ecosystem still think that this shit is a waste of time, that we're running from our problems, that um, there's fucking no point to this shit, that gaming isn't art for some reason, tells me where we're at still. And that's, and that's a conversation worth having, I think. I don't have to, just the same, the same way you can have any other hobby in existence. I ride bikes. I can replace that hobby with gaming and I do it quite frequently. I like to work on cars. I replace that hobby with gaming. So I don't do that as much. Is that more beneficial to me? Should I be doing that instead? Maybe, but that can also be another money pit. That actually is going to cost a lot more money. So you take things with consideration. I could be drawing my ass off right now. Oh, well, you know, you could draw it and you could sell it. Oh, but you're actually practicing a skill. You pick up a controller and try to play Call of Duty and get the top of the get towards the top of the leaderboard every game. 
set a certain standard for yourself that you like to meet because that's the way you play games. You do it. For the people, I'm not talking about the people who aren't part of our ecosystem. Maybe you're new to this game, this gaming shit. Maybe you're new to the community. You go do it. It's been proven that the majority can't. Shit, I've been a game of community nights within the community and have people talk shit to me because I'm just playing the game like normally, not trying, not like trying to be overly competitive and people complaining that I'm playing too hard. And then when I say, yo, I, you know, I'm, just, I'm just playing the game, dude. That's literally why, why I started coining that term. Because that's literally all I ever do. I'm not some sweat. I don't have that time anymore. And I haven't had that for a long time. But gaming is a, my hobby. It is my passion. It is something I care for. So I care to still be at a certain level. Can't help that. I don't think it's all right for motherfuckers to talk shit about you about you all the time either just because you're playing at a certain level. I don't do it to other people, I'm a, but I'm also not a shit talker unless people start talking smack to me. Then it's, that's different. But I've always been that way. I don't give you, I don't give that energy unless I get that energy. Because it's not, that's not what it's about. Gaming's about us having fun. And if, if you're using it to... You know, because you have a little depression, great. That's what it's for. It's been proven to help people with that kind of issue. If you're using it because you had a long, hard day and your wife's on your husband's on your back, your kids are down your neck, and you need an hour just to kind of decompress, put yourself in a different place, put things in perspective, then great. That's what it's for. I do agree it shouldn't be an escape because you have to deal with reality. But some of us deal with reality every day. And it's okay to kind of pull yourself back from that and enjoy some, some art that somebody spent almost a decade working on for you to enjoy. Which is why I'm adamant about not settling for 30 frame games because that's a company. We want to talk about these businesses or people fucking people over, doing wrong by people, saying whatever. and not recognize that either. The only thing Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo want us to do is spend our time and money. That's all they fucking care about. That's why I haven't got factions yet. That's why you, you can get Redfall 30 frames. Because at the end of the day, where that money at? You're going to pay for it anyway. That has been proven. Which is why I think it's okay to talk about why it's not okay. Why I don't have to settle. Why the number one form of gaming, well, the number one form of entertainment, which is gaming, should be taken more seriously. But it's hard for it to be taken seriously when people settle. But the reality is, we all settle in something. But we all have a choice to either be quiet or talk 
about these problems and these issues. So, Pong, you know, I kind of, you know, I went on a little side tangent there, <laughs> big side tangent, I should say, where it covered a lot of different topics, a uh, couple topics in there. Um, yeah. So I'll start with one. <laughs> Although we're kind of seeing, like, how do you feel about the, that main part of the conversation about, you know, just addressing the evil that can be at the top, right? Mm. Um, the evil that can hide its ugly uh, face behind a mask in front of our very eyes sometimes. How we kind of address that as consumers. And do you agree with me or do you feel otherwise that on how we kind of address it as a as consumer yeah, we, we justify a lot of things in our lives if we all held moral standards um our houses would be bare uh we'd probably be walking to work um there probably would be a lot less uh technology and other conveniences within this world if we all held ourselves to moral standards or held companies to moral standards and who may be at the top and who may not be at the top. Um, so yeah, no, we justify everything in our lives. Uh, we justify the clothes we wear. We justify the technology we use. We justify everything that we purchase because if you want to get down and dirty and you want to break it down and you want to go behind the scenes and do your investigative work, uh, there is no innocence uh, in reality. There is dirt everywhere uh there is blood spilled everywhere um that starts first yep that starts from the top down to the bottom and again we as consumers when we consume things um you can be literal about it and say that we all contribute to a lot of bad things across the entire world um this life in this world is not fair uh by any stretch of the imagination never will be never has been you go back throughout history, there's always somebody at the bottom getting stomped on. Somebody always is. It doesn't matter where, when you want to pick it out. That's happened. So it's no different now. As much as we like to think that we've grown as a human race, as much as we like to think that we've evolved or that we are evolving and becoming better, listen, somebody always winds up at the bottom. Somebody always winds up in a bad spot. So as far as that topic goes, you're right, Steele. We can all pick and choose where we want to make our stand. We can all do, you know, do things and speak out and not purchase things uh, when we believe that it's egregious. But we also have to be real with ourselves and look in the mirror and say, we ignore a lot. <laughs> we ignore a lot um, when it comes to that side of things. And we do it. In the name of convenience, we knew, do it in the name of prices and getting our products cheap. Uh, we do it for a variety of different things. And we don't consciously always sit there and think about it. You would be in a state of, you, you'd be locked into place uh, in a state of fear and worry and anxiety if you thought about every single purchase you made or every single decision you made and how it was affecting somebody else at all times. Like there, there would be no way to, as a human, to consciously be able to do that and resolve those issues within our brain. Um, so it is a tough spot to be in. 
um, when you start breaking it down and going, well, this is the one I want to care about. This is the one I want to make a stand about. Because in the back of your skull, you always do know that you've made different choices elsewhere that contradict or, or can be called out as hypocritical. Um, you know, it, it, when you look at it. So it's tough. Everybody's got to do their thing. And I'm always for it. Um, you know, as far as the creatives go, the creatives got to create what they want to create. I don't want a world where every creative has to check off a certain amount of boxes to be okay. If they don't want to create a world with certain people in it, I don't think they should be forced to create a world. Now people can make the choice and say, that's wrong. I don't like how they talk about it. It's ignorant. It's racist, whatever. We can get down and dirty with everything. And I'm not going to buy this product. I'm not going to support this product. That's the counter. That's the counter to all of this. But I don't think creatives should be forced to create something they don't want to create. And But they got to live with the consequences as well if people speak yeah, out about yeah. it. And if it, that's that's the whole, that's the counter. You right? have to that's, deal with the other side of it. Yeah, you have to deal with the other side. And so again, I don't fault anybody for being upset if we're going to specifically talk about Final Fantasy 16 and the comments that were made. Um, you know, I again, that's up to you as the consumer to speak out about it, to use your platforms, to gather your friends together and say, hey, we're not going to buy this game. Hey, that's what you can do. Uh, you know, people tried it with Hogwarts Legacy. That's an option for people to do. But I'm also not going to fault people who just simply want to play the game and play the game right. as is and not yeah. think about all that stuff either. I'm not going to fault people because, again, we all do it in life to some degree. We can break down every little thing in our house and find some fault with it somewhere. And so I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and judge those people. So I'm in, you know, again, you could say I'm just walking the fence. I'm not taking a stand. I pick and choose what I take a stand on. Okay. Just like everybody else does. And so that's where I think that everybody has to make that decision for themselves. Yeah. And so, um, you know, as far as that goes, that's that. Um, when it comes to the 30 frames in Redfall and this whole narrative of, hey, you're just, you're just, <laughs> You're making up things to cry about. You're nothing but a bunch of man babies who just want to criticize Xbox all the time for clicks and for clickbait. Obviously, if you know me and Steel, uh, and you know any of the other shows, Ron, that's not at all the case. I'm not looking for validation from the Sony's people, from the circus, from the clowns. I'm not looking for validation from anybody. When I speak out about something, I don't care. I'm too old, and I don't care what people think. I honestly don't. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And when it comes to the 30 frames of Redfall, my point being is, is that I don't have an issue. If you say you love 4K and you love 30 frames and that's how you play, more power to you. I'm not going to tell you to hate Redfall. I'm not going to tell you to not, not play it when it drops in the game pad. I'm not going to tell you that. Go enjoy it. I'm hoping to see a bunch of screenshots because I'm still hyped for the game. This is a game I've been waiting on. I love Arcane. I love arcane games. I've gone back and played. I was just playing Dishonored 2 about a month and a half ago in 30 frames because it doesn't have an FPS boost. I play 30 frame games. My point about Redfall is that it's 2023. It is now a first party title coming onto what is considered and has been called and has been marketed as the most powerful console in the entire world. 
in the Series X, you have access to more resources. You were given a delay to help finish the game. And it's a first-person shooter in 2023. It should have a 60 frames mode. And by your comments, by Arcane's own comments, that they are going to patch it in later, 60 frames was on the docket, which means to me, and to me only, it is a mode that they cut to make a release date, which falls in line with, and again, yes, there's been plenty of games I've played, but I've talked about this as well. There's been plenty of games that I've played, release date, that two months, a month, two months, six months, are a much different, much better game than launch day. But we all have to make that decision about whether or not we're going to play it. I've talked about FOMO. People have FOMO. People do have FOMO. I've gotten rid of most of my FOMO. Yeah. So when I go pick up a game on sale six months, a year down the road, I'm playing a better version a lot of times these days. 90% of the time. Which right, is which why is I I want to continue yeah. to have the conversation, right. which is why I don't like playing single player games like that, sure. because I do have always ended up getting a better experience yep. later. Yep. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I didn't play Mass Effect when they released. I did play it last year, though, and damn, that was yeah. one of the greatest games I've ever played. Yep. And I still wouldn't give up my original experience, which is fine. On the 360 with all the bugs, with Which all the problems. Fine. I would never give it up, right? But I can say that Steel got to play the best version. Yeah, you know? the and it's a difference, it's a different scenario with a remaster and, exactly. and remake and all that kind of stuff, too. Right. But the point being is we've had these conversations that nowadays in the digital age, and this started back during the 360 PS3 era for sure. When the minute they were able to start patching games, it is a double-edged sword yes. for these developers on one hand the old way back in the day when i was gaming where we got a broken game and it was broken for life that's it developer published it couldn't go back and fix it you got what you got et they buried a million copies in the desert because of how broken that game was and it was the downfall of atari okay because they put out a broken game that they could not fix because you can't couldn't go back and do it back then so the great part is, is that a developer, if they find bugs, if something happens that they didn't, weren't aware of during production, they can go fix it and make it better for everybody now. But the double-edged sword and what we've seen is that this has now become an acceptable crutch in a lot of ways for publishers, for the higher-ups to push out a game that they know is broken in many different ways, mm-hmm. push it out, hit a release date, get those pre-sales, get those initial sales, and then turn around and say, oops, okay, well, we'll fix it. Don't worry about it. And that's the double-edged sword nowadays. Developers know that the game doesn't have to be as close to perfect as possible. Fact. Oh. To push it out the door to get sales. And again, I'm not dumb. And I'm not sitting here on my high horse not understanding this is business. And that's my point about all of this. Some of y'all out here defend companies like these are artists giving away. And yes, we say that video games are art and should be treated as such. Yeah. 
these devs and these publishers aren't doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. Yeah, they're creating from their heart in a lot of ways, and they're giving us creative stuff that we wouldn't see otherwise. But this is a business at the end of the day. I'm paying, even with Game Pass, as much as we like to say we get these games for free, yeah. quote unquote, because yep. it's Game Pass. Monthly. Xbox has created an ecosystem in which my $10, $15, well, however you want to break it down per month, yep. is me paying for every game that comes into that service. Yep. So I am still paying for these games and these experiences. Yep. The devs are <laughs> the devs and the publishers are still getting paid whether or not I fork over $70, $60 or whatever or I play that game through Game Pass, these devs and publishers are getting paid. So they are doing a job at the end of the day. This is a job. And any job can be criticized. Yes. Should be. Any any job, any position, no matter what, if you don't live up to certain standards, you are open to criticism, especially a customer-based job that video games and entertainment is. You are open for criticism. And if you choose to say, I don't care, I'm cool with it, that's fine. I'm not going to down you. I'm not going to do any of that. Right. But I expect the same in return when I do have a criticism. Right. And right now for Redfall, I have a criticism because it is 2023. It is a first-person shooter. 60 frames should have been the priority, not 4K 30. Yeah, especially in an, in an age, again, I'm, I'm going to continue to reiterate this, in an age where there's more than one way to upscale a product Correct. and for people to not know the difference. Correct. You're doing it because it's going to work on a marketing front, and you could put that on a box for somebody to see, and yep, they'd be like, "Yeah, man, it's 4K." The box says yep. it. Yep. You don't have to. You don't. And I know, and people are trying to been, and there's been some people who have trying to go back and forth with me. Well, that's it's just not that simple. You can't just downscale resolution and expect to have all this performance. Look, no, I'm not a developer. I'm not saying that it's just that easy. Uh, we know developers, though. But we do know developers, and I'm also not stupid with how computers work, or as an example, and for a closed ecosystem that is solely focused on playing a game, that's his main focus. First, with the hardware that is in that box, if you can do 4K 30, then you can do 1440p 60. Mm-hmm. You can do 1080 60. Mm-hmm. Why is the Series S doing 1440p 30? Right. Hey, guys, guess what? Resolution does take a lot of resources, which is why people on PC tend to not play in 4K. That is a thing. I will... Re- even if I had a 4K monitor, I am not playing in 4K. It's not worth it. It's not worth the heat. Because that's the other part of the conversation that people don't want to talk about. Oh, yeah, I can do 4K 60. I can do it on my TV right now. But goddamn, does it get a little toasty in here. Goddamn, does it not make it a great experience when I got to then adjust things? Because then... Not only am I playing the game in 4K60, but the game's not optimized either. 
So then it's not locked at 60 because the game in portions isn't com- fully complete. It's not fully optimized. An unoptimized game means the game isn't complete. It's not, uh, it's not an, oh, well, if it's ready, then why delay it? Um, obviously, the game could use some more optimization. Um, guys, the people that went and tried this game out on Microsoft property were running compute on computers that were doing 1080, 60 and struggling. These influencers have stated that now, which is another funny part of this, because why didn't you say that in your initial review of the game? Hmm? I do think that's a problem. Yeah, now that there's a fuss. Put on them. It's, it's but, up to the companies. But it's now that the there's a fuss about it, though, you sure. want to speak up and say, oh, sure. well, I did notice these things that I somehow missed to mention as part of my experience, and I'm mentioning it now because people are complaining. But it's up to the companies. The companies need to be transparent. The companies do need to be transparent, but God damn it, we I, influencers should be transparent also. Sure. Sure, but I'm not going to put it on there. It's, it's a, I, I guess it goes more so in line with like what I would expect out of journalism, and that's when people go do that, I guess that's my my expectation. Sure. And again, sure. I can look at that and say that's just me and me having that some form of expectation. I don't think it's too outside of being reasonable, but no. again, I mean, I get where you're coming from, but again, I, I, I'll, I'll put hold their foot to the fire because it's just like, come on, guys, like, because it's something that I would do, right? I'm going to give you everything that I notice, not, oh, let me add on to the conversation when it becomes a topic now. Sure. Um, that's, that's my main point. Yeah, but I, I just think that, you know, in general, Steele, in, in general, right, again, it's up to us to decide whether or not we're going to play a game, depending right. on what features are missing. Right, we right, went right. through this with Gotham Knights. We've gone through this with other games as well in this current gen where a game comes out and a certain set of people will play it and a certain set of people say, nope, yeah. I'm going to wait yeah. until, and that's fine. Again, this protectionist, this protectionist type mentality of Xbox is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we give the smoke to Sony. We give the smoke to Nintendo, but both of their fan bases do this exact same thing where there's nothing to criticize ever about it. And because Xbox's community happens to have more vocal people that don't fall into that problem, it's a problem. And that is where I have an issue. Again, I don't, I'm not ever going to tell you not to play a game. I have played broken games for my entire yeah. life. Huh. Cy- cyberpunk, playing video even though it games. wasn't, even right. though it wasn't like that for us. But. Right. I was out here praising cyberpunk on the series X saying it's not as bad because to me, bugs don't affect me as much as other people, but I'm not out here telling people that do are sensitive to bugs. Oh, well you should just suck it up and play it anyway. Cause it's a great game. And you're just no. being, you're just being complaining to complain and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not going to do that to you. Yeah. I'm just going to just, I'm just going (laughs) to dismiss your whole thought. No, no, but (laughs) Xbox is a business. They are a business. Okay. And they are not above criticism. No matter what they've gone through, no matter how they've fought back, they put themselves in bad spots that got them to this point. Yeah. Okay, those were business decisions. TV, TV, TV was a business decision. Having Donnie D run your 
Xbox division was a business decision. And sometimes those business decisions backfire. Sony, same things happened to them in the 360 generation. These decisions are not above criticism. And yes, even on a small level when it comes to a game, right now for me on Redfall, it should be at 60 frames because I believe this is now a indication of your first party titles going forward. And I think there was a, my opinion, they made a business decision knowing that this was not going to be able to hit 60 frames months ago. But Xbox, because they did the 12-month show, which was a decision that they decided to do. And they didn't have to. They didn't have to. But because they did that, they didn't want all three of their big games to fall outside that 12-month window. Because Forza and Starfield, and again, Forza is not official, but we assume at this point that Forza and Starfield are going to fall outside that 12-month window. So now they made another business decision to say, no, we're not going to have Redfall also get pushed more, even if it needs it. Arcane, we need you guys to get this game out the door. If you got to cut 60 frames for right now, cut the 60 frames, but we're hitting that May 2nd mark. So at least one of the big three show up within the 12-month window, which, again, we've talked about. But for me, personally, deciding, as much as I'm hyped for Redfall, as much as I say that I play 30-frame games and I don't have a necessarily big issue, it being a first-person shooter, I am going to wait for the best experience for me, which I believe is going to be 60 frames. So for the time being, I have uninstalled the pre-install, and I'm not going to play Redfall until a 60 frames patch comes out. I got plenty of other games to play, and I'm cool with that. But I'm not going to sit back and not talk about it and say it was a miss for Microsoft. Period. It's a miss for Xbox. It's a miss for Arcane. Arcane deserves to be in the best light possible. They were trying to make this the biggest game that they've ever had previous. They have always been critically praised games. I love Arcane games. But they have never sold well. They have never been played by as many people as should be playing Arcane games. They made a point to come out and say, "We we want Redfall to be the biggest game that Arcane has ever done as far as player base goes as far as players as far as getting their name out there they deserve this arcane has worked tirelessly to make some of the best games ever that people underappreciate so the fact that they are now launching this game without a 60 frames mode is not putting this game in its best position possible and i'm not saying down the road it won't be the most played arcane game ever because it's certainly possible when the 60 frames patch hits that this game does become the most played game that's still a possibility, but I'm saying they're not getting their best chance up front with this decision. This game, again, at this point, now, the delay thing, either way, I don't care. Like, I understand why people say uh, delay, I don't, I don't but honestly, you. don't delay I, I'm not, I, honestly, I'm, I'm not on, I'm not, I don't have a, a, a strong opinion either way. I know they're not going to at this point especially since they didn't come out and say anything this week. This would have been the week to come out and say something if you were going to do it. They're going to launch this game. It's three weeks away, less than three weeks away. They're going to launch the game. It is what it is. You've been developing it for this long. You you came out and made that statement. you got to stand on it now. Yep. It is what it is. But this this is a business, and they're not above criticism. Mm -hmm. You can make any analogy you want to. The the restaurant analogy works here as far as why are you expected to wait if you want to consider the 60 frames a mashed potato on the side of your steak or whether you want to consider the entire game as the steak itself and you order medium rare and it comes out well done. Yeah, I'm sending that person, shit back. 
I'm yeah, sending that shit some, back. Some people will sit there, cut it it's up, good and enough. Chew it and yeah. be like, yeah, this I've is seen great. A, I've seen a lot. Of, I've seen, seen it. I've seen it. But some of us are going to send it back and say, nope, it's not done. This is not the way I wanted it. This is why it. I came. Please this is make why me I came a new here. one. Yep. Yep. This is why I came here. This is why I did this. And both sides are fine. I don't have an issue with right. either. The issue I have is with, once again, the personalized criticism of people criticizing a company. That's where I have an issue because this is a business. I am a consumer. I am nothing but a number to Xbox as much as they are customer facing and out in this community and much more approachable than most companies yes. ever will be. Yes. And I give That's them credit the other for that all the time. I give them credit for that. But just because of that does not mean at the end of the day, I'm still not a number and a dollar sign to that company. Because let's be real, folks. Me. We would not be getting these games without it having dollar signs behind it. Big negative. Sure, there would be a couple people out there who love developing games that would do it from the love of their heart. But technology-wise, where we're at now, we would not even be close to that if there was not dollar signs attached to it. So at the end of the day, as a consumer, I'm going to criticize what I feel is a wrong decision. Yeah. That's it. Period. Point blank. And it's not going to go any further. I'm not angry about it. I'm not going to torch my Series yeah, X and nah, smash it up I and really say don't. I'm leaving Xbox really and never coming. Oh, no. I can just choose not to play it. It's, it's really... Right. Just because I'm talking about it doesn't mean that it's like I have a big problem now. No, no. it's just I'm going to I'm going to acknowledge the problem. Yes, I'm going to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do about the problem. What I expect, and yes. this is my expectation of what I want. But this is what I am doing. Again, I'm fucking modding Breath of the Wild right now. Again, like right, like, I mean, right. <laughs> what right. Like what? What are you supposed to? What else are you supposed to do? There's other games to play. That doesn't have to yeah. be the one. It's going to be experience, no. regardless of what happens. That yeah. game is a is a beginning and end game for me. Sure. Once I start playing it, we're going to eventually beat the game. And once we beat the game, I'm never going to play the game again. Sure. So if if it's going to take a prolonged time for me to mm -hmm. enjoy the game or for me yeah. to play the game how I would like to play, then yeah. I'm going to enjoy the game at that time for what it is during that time. And my, and my final thing, Steel, on this is, yes, if Starfield comes out at 30 frames, I'm going gonna to talk play. about that too. But now, I'm going to play it. Play. I'm going to play it at 30 frames that's also right? a different type of game it's a different type of game but but i'm not gonna make excuses for it <laughs> no, either but... i will yeah, yeah. i will be playing starfield but i will be here on living Good screen and every other show talking about todd howard one of my favorite developers and bethesda a team saying it's unacceptable in 2023 to give us two options on the console i'm not asking for pc type options folks I'm not out of the realm of normal expectations for these developers. I'm asking for two. Give me a quality. Give me a performance mode. That's it. Let me choose which one I want to play in. If one or the other isn't perfect, I don't care as long as you give me two options. Again, I'm not asking for the world. I've seen other people say, oh, you guys just, your, your entitlement and your expectations of these devs are just so far out there. No, 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 no. I'm a consumer, but I'm only asking for two. 
give me a performance and give me a quality mode. That's it. Again, I don't need high ultra settings. I don't need to go in and it'd be able to adjust my resolution manually Absolutely. like PC play. I don't need any of that as a console player, as a, somebody who bought a $500 box, I understand what I purchased. It's not a PC. It's not the highest performing machine out there. I get all of that. But in 2023, as a non-tech guy, but who do, does know a lot of people who are techies, who knows devs, I do know that it is possible for almost every game that isn't some crazy, ridiculous type game with path ray tracing like Cyberpunk now, I know it is possible for every dev to give me two options, minimum quality of performance in my games, and that's all I want. That's all I want in 2023. That's all I'm asking. Uh, Nick says, how can we complain about Starfield 30 FPS? The creator's vision is 30 FPS. I yep. thought we can't question artist's vision. Nope. That's, but that's that's not his vision. Yep. He no. said he doesn't mind it, as as some people may. Yep. That's what he said in, in, his, and, in the interview. And Nick's, then it should be locked on PC at 30 frames. Why isn't it locked on PC at 30 frames? And, and that is the other side of it. It... It's never locked Here's to that point. on PC. If that was so his true vision, right? And that's Todd's yeah. preferred way of it, playing it. It is a good That's point. his preferred way, right? But why isn't it locked on PC then? Because, I mean, we have, there's there's performance that, uh, that allows it to be able to do. We, have, we right. have more options on PC. Right. So it's... But, but if that was his true vision, his artistic true, vision, at the end of the day, only 30 frames, he would lock it down. At the game, say, at, nope. At the end of the day, if gaming is art and we should treat it as such, yep. then for your art piece, if yeah. you wanted 30 frames, yep. Lock. then it would be locked at 30 frames. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> if you give the option for 60, that means it could be done. You could lock it up. You could lock it down, Nix. They could lock it down because you, you couldn't go There's in no, there. Nothing's keeping you. Nix, yeah, people figuring out ways to get around the lock. Around it? Yes. Is different. Yes. Yes. Then of course we're gonna have that. You know they can't you can't lock out people. You can't truly lock out people on PC. Are you kidding me? We can get yeah. into the files and everything. We that's what makes PC unique from console gaming, which Steel's is something playing that, Breath of the Wild on PC. At sixty frames. Four <laughs> K. Right. At four K sixty. That's not right. how the game was originally the game by itself can't do that. And it's the Wii U version. And it looks fucking great. By the way, I'm gonna have gameplay. Um, Nick says a studio can never lock an FPS on PC. Never, Nick's, but they could. But you having the ability to get around it right. would be irrelevant. Now, Correct. again, there have been games, which is why you see some 30 frame game from back in the day that have not been moved forward to 60 because how the animation works it. within that it game it, it yeah. breaks the game. Right. Right. It's. Like the game can't, you can't bump it from 30 to 60 if expect everything to work. What it could do is just make everything move twice as fast. <laughs> Going around it isn't the same thing, Dix. That's not, if somebody put out something, this happens all the time, Nix. It's, it's the perfect example. Spider-Man came to PC. I am pretty sure the devs did not intend for us to create a mod folder within that systems, within that program's file to download other people's resources to cover up 
their artwork and something that they spent seven years to work on with Spider-Man 2018. I'm pretty sure they didn't give it to a, to a Nixus to port the game. Their complete creative vision for us to then create a folder and make Peter Parker naked. I don't think that that was the intention. <laughs> he said it's all the same. It's semantics. Studios can lock. They can't prevent me or anyone to play in that yeah. state. But right. they, they can't, but they could if they wanted to. And they do on the consoles, which is kind of the point that we're making here yeah. is that that lock doesn't need to be necessarily on these consoles because, again, oh. Nick's unless we can all point to a game that has used the full potential of our current hardware within the console, which, again, if we're going to use previous comparisons of console generations as a baseline, which is the only perspective that we can all come from, that's not a, oh, that's just a me opinion. That is a fact because that's what people go to. Hey, well, previous generation, we got ga- we got better games later. We, this is a generation to where we don't have to wait eight years to use the full potential of the console. Right. We have, because of marketing, because we have to still sell games to other audiences. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft has blatantly made, uh, made the statements and stated that their vision going forward is different. Mm-hmm. You have to take that for what it is. That's why we're having this conversation. That's why we're looking at it the way that we're, th- that we're looking at it. it. It doesn't matter what side that you're talking about. If we're going to talk about creative vision, right. the creative vision is the base game. Yeah. That's in and how, and how it was released. And it's not different for one platform versus another platform. No, it's all the creative it's vision all, is the same. Creative vision is creative <laughs> vision. Then, then we're talking about semantics of what creative vision is. And there's no, there's no semantics there. Creative vision is what they created. They, it already took 200, what, whatever the studio is, right? Let's say if it's 10 plus people. Next, you go put 10 plus people in a room and try to come up with one idea and, and agree on it. It doesn't. It doesn't happen in business often. No, <laughs> it doesn't. You telling me all these people came together and made a game, mm-hmm. had to make sacrifices or created something. Mm-hmm. That that's the only point. You could. Would it mean anything? No. But again, it's just different. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Either way. Yeah. So again, we nailed it. We touched on it. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, it's coming out the way it's going to come out. And I wish Arcane nothing but the success um, that they had hoped. But, you know, again, at the end of the day, uh, I will be waiting until 60 frames. That's all. Yeah, there's, nothing, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's an nope. awesome conversation to have um, because it yeah. is a, a, a straight shooter point, in my opinion, um, yeah. on the perspective of it. So yeah. um, now what I also have found interesting this week um, is Sega reaching an agreement to acquire Angry Birds. Oh, Rovio! What, 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 what is what is out. going on with this? This came out. This came out. Xbox still making deals, uh, even without with the ABK deal. <laughs> That's the joke that I made in the DMs. So this is interesting. This is crazy because if Sega ends up requiring Angry Birds again, Angry Birds isn't what it used to be. They've kind of really 
dropped off of it kind of there used to be this huge push about angry birds and then we got flappy bird and then it was everything around the bird and the angry birds movie was actually really good too um and i'm surprised that we haven't got like a second version of that movie yet or um continue iterations of like games and stuff i know we there are like the mobile games and whatnot i don't know how big the audience is on there now but the fact that sega is still trying to i don't not necessarily because Angry Birds is doing anything or moving numbers. I think this is more so about IP, right? People are really kind of settling in and getting, trying to get more IP. And it'd be kind of disingenuous not to think about the possibility of releasing either more games or um, in a, more movies down the line. Should I answer your question, Steele? Yeah, to answer ahead. your question real quick? I looked it up last night. So Rovio did three hundred and fifty-one million dollars in revenue last year. That's, that's... and only and only three percent of it was IP um, license. Oh, really? Related. Yeah. Oh, so they so got other things still, rolling behind it's the still, scenes. It's still doing numbers. Yeah. So right? yeah, Angry Birds that, is yeah. still producing. It's still doing numbers. Kind of like how we never think about Candy Crush anymore, and yet right, Candy right, right. Crush is still producing. That's numbers. true. Damn. Yeah, okay. It, yeah, yeah. So Sega's so, going to have some more, some additional capital coming in. What if this is a play? Bro, I nope. just, the next move that just makes the most sense to me, and again, of course, I'm also, because I think Sonic's just a character than Mario is, but sure. wh- how ironic would it be if Xbox acquired say? Right. So I said, Xbox is still making moves. Because now... It, it, like, I don't, like... Because now Sega has the three, they have the, if this goes through, and again, it's not official yet, but if Rovio goes through, now Sega has the trifecta again, Steel. Mobile, PC, and console, just like Activision Blizzard. Yeah. And it's exactly what Microsoft has been looking for when they make their acquisition. And it's not a big, big acquisition either. And oh, we'll no, no, this would be nothing. This would be a walk in the park, baby. This would be a walk in the park for them to acquire Sega. Sure, there would be some pushback. Absolutely, of course. They would have to go through regulatory bodies again. But as everybody said, a company like Sega, that they're going to acquire for, and I'm throwing out a number. I think it's it'd be somewhere probably like around probably be like, like 10 eight eight to ten billion. Probably be about ten. This that's a Zenimax size purchase again, Steel, which is no big deal. They they would come out instantly and say, "Don't worry, Sonic's going to be everywhere still. Don't worry about that. We're going to put Sonic everywhere. That... It's not going to be exclusive." But they would get the mobile and the PC side of things again, Steel, in this acquisition. Philosophy by philosophy wise. Philosophy, you got you had it. You had it. God dang it. (laughs) Philosophy wise, uh, they match up from a business standpoint much better than most of the Eastern companies do. Sega has been more Western for a while, but they still have the main foothold. We talked about this last night on Xbox Ultimate as a joke because I brought it up in the DMs that Xbox is still making purchases. I there's a lot of companies in the East I would love to see Xbox acquire, right? There's a lot. But the one and 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 as Jasper pointed out, sometimes the most obvious purchases acquisitions aren't the ones that happen, right? They 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 aren't. Like we never saw ABK coming in a million years. But with Sega, everything just lines up. They would be able to acquire Sega, continue to allow Sega to run autonomously, as is, with very minimal changes to their business model, to how they're doing things over yeah. there. Hell, you don't even have you wouldn't even change the Sega name. 
No. Because that's your foothold over there. Sega Japan, yeah. Sega, yeah, it's it's Sega. Xbox, Sega you could, Japan. You, X, Sega X. Or Sega X. Like, or, yeah. Sega X. Whatever you want to do SX, to distinguish whatever. it. Yeah, Xbox East, Sega Division. Whatever you want to do, it would that would remain the same. And yet you now would have a huge foothold over in the East to expand uh, your market share instantaneously, which a lot of the companies over there wouldn't do for you necessarily out the gate. But Sega, being as established as it is, it'd be perfect. Like I joked around last night, you could actually start marketing your Xbox differently over in the East with Sega underneath the umbrella Again, I made it as a joke, but I'm semi-serious. Dreamcast <laughs> X, Dreamcast X would sell numbers, and it's not the first. It wouldn't be the first time in history that a console sold underneath a different name in a different part of the yeah. world. Yeah, it, it really, truly wouldn't be. Um, it would like, be interesting, yeah, because what, hey, what that be happened with the Mega System, didn't it? Because uh, what or was well, the Genesis? Because I knew the Genesis. Yeah. The Sega Genesis yeah. as that. Yeah. I think it was something and, else though. And Nintendo NES was Famicom. See, yeah, I, I didn't know about that. Over in the East, it was the Famicom. Yeah, I didn't know right? about that until so, I got older. Completely different. But anyways, whether they do that or not, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, though, this is interesting, Steel, because now Sega, they already had some mobile, but getting Rovio expands their mobile division that much more. So now you've got mobile, PC, and console. And that's the trifecta that Microsoft wants when they're making these big acquisitions. I believe they've got one more publisher in them. And I believe that publisher is going to be in the East. And Sega just this makes again, so much saying, sense. It makes so Unless much they sense. go to Korea. I can also right. see, I want Xbox right. to get Pearl Abyss also. Um, sure. Or some, or Kakao or somebody over there. Just because that would also give them another foothold. Yeah. And because yeah. game like Black Desert, if you get Crimson Desert in the Game Pass, that's instantly appealing to Where an audience. Dead, by the way? Ah, bro. Bro. We were supposed to see that this year. Yeah, we were supposed to see that this year. And we still might. It might come out in the fall. Um, there might be another tease for it. Who knows? She's Let's been, see what kind of deals. I'm, I, so I'm glad that they have, though, because Pearl sure. Abyss has also had an influx of money come in, too. Um, they got more players experiencing their games. Black Desert is now more so becoming more known as one of the best MMOs to play. Sure. Um, it's kind of in that top five, if there's going to be one to play. And it's become also more new player friendly, giving more people uh, more ways to play than ever before. So there's been that. Just kind of the same thing with um, the Makers of Warframe. They, uh, they got a new update that's coming out. They're supposed to be bringing in cross saves too at some point here soon. But bro, Pong, with this new update, you get a different, you choose how you jump into Warframe now. Right. So it's a completely new experience. Um, it's more like an RPG style game. Uh, you start off with a character, slow moving, and you kind of get really eased into the experience. Yeah. Um, and that's that up with that update is uh, the Viri Paradox or something like that. Um, that's coming out in a week or so, I believe, in a week and a half. And mm -hmm. It's one of their biggest updates, and it's because they they have they've had an influx of money come in, and now they're doing over the top stuff. Their game may end up being more appealing. More people come in because of that. Now you have more people within that ecosystem able to support more games. They have um their own single player game that they're also putting out called Soul Frame, and 
they so showed some gameplay for that not that long ago so it's just like there's so many different plays that you can make in the style of games that that we're kind of seeing where we for the most part have agreed that yeah that's where we want to see games go or the next step in fidelity is i think on the eastern flair side of things mm -hmm. there's something about that art wow. style mm -hmm. turning it from because it looks realistic but it's still fantasy driven so you have that hyper realism to it and it adds this whole different flair to how you look at the world once we get something like that again we'll see what stellar blade once it comes to playstation also because it has that too uh, which is unfortunate that somehow they couldn't keep that deal uh, on both sides just to keep everything kind of again because i think as many people try to over you're gonna, gonna try to overhype that game i know people um just say it's the game about the booty for me again i'm a combat guy from what they've shown that's what's gotten me in it of course the character's attractive i also i also liked it in that trailer when she turned around i had that skull face yep. it just made her look so mean bro that's what i look for in like i love when games just lean into the fantasy aspect like really give it to me but it's going to be exciting to see how those games end up playing out um a lot of times a lot of people don't end up favoring those devil may cry is also one of those games that favor that art style and they traditionally haven't sold like 15 million copies or anything like that unfortunately um but they're still renowned so game never will but i think we're both in agreement that, that the eastern make it more flavor, accessible make it you know the eastern uh, flavor character design wise the east has got it down pat like the east in their character designs you can go through game after game and how they make their characters look and it's freaking amazing bro um but yeah i think that xbox's next move to the east is the big one whether or not it's sega we're gonna find out and i think we're gonna find out sooner than later um i'm saying a year after abk deal closes we'll hear something in the east it could even be sooner than that because politically right now as much as i hate there's a lot going and on. i and i despise this big government i despise the fact that with the help of Sony's crying so much about this ABK deal that now governments around the world are looking at this industry. I hate it. I hate it. It was going to happen anyways. Microsoft made the first move, $70 billion. Microsoft brought attention to this industry. There's no question about it. But because Sony put up such a stink about it and raised such a fit in the background, again, Pandora's box has now been opened. And I hate big government, being, big government coming in and starting to take a look and start stomping around because government does nothing but mess things up. I'm sorry. If you disagree with me, yeah. I don't care. Well, government, fine. when it comes to this type of space, they try to this regulate type of industry, they screw up things. We got a good thing going that has been flying, flying underneath the cover of night for a very long time outside of the ratings board back in the day. That was the only time, but now we got this involvement, but back to my original point, I always go on tangents here. Very good. The fact that we now do have the U.S. government putting pressure on the Japanese government over Sony's practices, over the PlayStation dominance over in Japan, mm -hmm. it is ripe for Microsoft to go make an acquisition over there and get minimal pushback. Yeah. Minimal. Yeah. If this is the time, if they're going to do it politically, and everything, unfortunately, nowadays has politics involved with it, this is the time. If you're going to do this, Microsoft, that's why I say sooner than later, 
Um, as much as people say, well, after ABK, they're gonna be they're gonna be quiet for a while. Not in the East. I think in the East they got to go make their move. And yeah, no, nah, it's too prime time to do it. If prime time is if it's square. It's coming. Go do it. Uh, whatever it is, go do it. And again, I say square partially because the internet meltdown would be amazing, but also. Uh, Hargeet Chani brought it up on Xbox Ultimate a month ago. Square is the number one mobile publisher in the East for people who don't know. And most of us didn't know that. Like, that's a random fact. Like, if Sony drops that ball, yeah. I'm de- I'm definitely going to say that that's, that's going to be fucked. If they don't go to the banks and ask for the money to yeah. get that done, yeah. just for that reason alone, they're missing a they're missing an opportunity. Just the same way it was kind of a um it would be a missed opportunity for uh, Microsoft not to chase this deal because yeah. of King being involved. Right. It would right. be a missed opportunity if if Sony's just like if let Square Enix go through the crack. That'd be ju- that'd be just like Xbox letting Spider Man get through the crack, right? Um, or how a lot of people tend to see that situation. It'd be the very sure. similar. Sure, sure. It it like I said, I would much rather have Sega than Square. But yeah, Square do, does make sense in a lot of ways for Xbox. It depends. It really depends because it, it depends because with this Angry man, Birds move. Yeah, that's what Ro- I'm saying. Sega, Ro- Sega's the play. Sega's the play. Again, Adds the trifecta more. is there. For the mobile, your PC, you get Total Warhammer. You get Relic, who worked on Halo Wars. You guys have been partners for so long. Yeah, like all the list. Sega checks off the most boxes by yeah. far. By far. It's not even funny. The and they would dominate. Putting Sonic on the front of an Xbox box yeah. or girl. <laughs> and, and, and Microsoft would kind of sells down. itself. Microsoft locked down the Western RPG section for right now. They've got yeah. it a lock, like outside of CDPR. That's the only one outside of what Microsoft has in-house now for Western RPGs. They would lock down the PC RTS side of things if they bought Sega. Like it's over with. Like they would own they own Blizzard. Yeah. And they would own yeah. Creative Assembly and they would own Relic. Like you're that's it. It's oh like RTS Total Warhammer, Starcraft, World of Warcraft, like you RTS go down the City. list. Yeah, RTS City, man. Um it's gonna be incredible whatever they do, but they are moving east. So for anybody who doesn't think acquisition season is gonna be on after this ABK deal, yeah, these things, these conversations aren't stopping. Uh, Capcom is definitely another good choice, but Capcom's back in Prime Four, too good. so they really don't need to. Um, they don't need. Uh, but see, but that's what we mean. Like, sure, consolidation can be bad in the industry. The consolidation, the purpose of consolidation also, um, is to force new talent. Because new talent always is going to come through hard times, and 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 and, 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 and strengthen talent. If there wasn't, if people don't get absorbed, for an example, you can't just be like, "Well, just make better games." Money is finite; like the, it just doesn't in perpetuity, right? Zenimax and Bethesda. Tell our government that. Yeah, uh, fuck. Um, <laughs> things Sorry. could things could We're be going, going much more digital. <laughs> We're not very, going there, yeah. Like y'all already don't like things being digital in gaming. Wait till you don't get digital it. only money. Don't um, Lord Jesus Christ. Wait till you go to the bank and you're like, yeah, you got you got digital currency. You, if you got if you can't swipe, you ain't got no money, Playboy. That's it, oh, we don't we don't like that purchase you made. Guess what? You you can't uh, access your funds today. Uh, <laughs> Oh. Listen, yeah, listen, not, we're not going there, Steel. That's, not, that's, that's not, a whole different not. show. Ah, uh, yeah, it's definitely a different show. But anyway, um, it's, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different potential to be had. I mean, we don't want companies who have fought 
and made a name for themselves once again, like a Capcom, like a Bandai yeah. Namco, who no. were struggling at a point. But yeah. because they were able to get a game to hit, it reinvigorated them. And then they stayed on path. And they're now they're in there hitting on all cylinders. That's what you would want. But it's a problem, and it becomes a worry, for example, in the case of Activision Blizzard, where you're making, there you have companies you have IPs, you have dev talent that have made all these other games within two decades, and now they're literally all working on one game. Call of Duty doesn't even compete with itself anymore. No, it's unsustainable too. And then you, and then we're doing yearly release. I like, I'll be hundred percent honest with you. I'm not support. If there's a Call of Duty that comes out, there's I'm not supporting it. I'm not, I'm not doing that now. If we're not going to go to the to the next year, I mean DLC for this current game. I, I get forty dollars. That reminds me of some classic back in the day shit where oh, yeah. Halo used to charge you thirty dollars for the map pack add on for the old right. for the for the Xbox. Right, right, right. I, right. I like I re, I re, like that that existed. That makes sense. I'm not saying it's okay either, but I I can see that Destiny hits you over the head, tells you to pay sixty to a hundred dollars for every expansion in the game. Fuck, uh, they're still having fucking problems. Anyway, that's a different conversation to have. We want companies to do well, and the com- the ones that are striving for them to have other ways to become successful once again. Mm-hmm. If Activision yeah, would out, yeah. exactly, if you could pull yourself out, great. Yeah. Call of Duty wasn't pulling itself out. If it wasn't for them going back to an old game, <laughs> they would not be here right now. They remade Modern Warfare one and two, and had to in order to see success again and still we're faltering and because of this purchase may be able to expand out to what we know them at and that's what we want to see not about again people have all this doubt and again doubt is reasonable because of what's currently going on you look at how what halo's going through and say man y'all let an xbox spend all this money and they let halo their their star franchise their child falter to the wayside have no content and have their player base fall off ladies and gentlemen it's a it's a product of its environment i can be fair and say that halo's not what it was not saying that it can't be it's one of the few games that can but it's not call of duty it's not new player friendly that's the problem and it's okay the same way that we as gear as, as the gears fans that's the other xbox main ip that people say well look at gears of war multiplayer it's faltering it's little to the way guys because the game's not easy to play it's not fortnite it's the reason why Epic is where it's at right now, though. If it's the reason why Unreal is where it's at right now. But it's not an easy game to play. Microsoft has that problem right now. Because of how game multiplayer gaming has evolved, there was this thing, and it still does exist to some front, of competitive gaming. But the reality of it, and it's always been this way, that's not the majority of people. The majority, the mass audience of gamers, the three billion gamers that you're trying to reach, are not that. And it doesn't matter how much content that you put out there; they're not going to play that game 
because you're going to put them in a match against people who like me, who also are more, I'm not what I used to be, but I slap still. I get a chance to play every day because I'm a gamer and get frustrated because I have 20 kills and they have five. I can understand that. It's not fun. Fortnite at least puts bots in the lobby to make you feel like you're having fun. That's why it's attractive to a huge audience. It, Epic has done a great job making another game that balances out very well for its audience. That has to be something that's realized. Again, that's, just a, but that's also just another part of the conversation that I feel adds on to what Xbox is trying to accomplish, though. You can't just do it one way. Same, that's what PlayStation's seeing right now. You can't just do it one way. Spider-Man 2 could be great. I want it to be great. I don't know how much faith I have that it's going to be much more than the first iteration of the game. What can you do to expand it? Co-op. Is Insomniac truly as talented as you guys wanted to give them credit? I think they are. They are. But how much of a fidelity difference are we going to see? Is it going to be PlayStation 5 only? It is. I hope so. It will be. Is it going to take advantage of... It's hard, though, Pong, because for me, you have to look at that, too, and say, how much of an audience are you willing to leave behind? They will. And how much... The way they're selling. And how much of... Because as 3-Bit has said with us in the background, yeah. how much of those resources mm-hmm. have you had time to upgrade, upgrade and make better? Have you had your head to the headstone or to the stone since 2018 since you released and really this can't be a god of war 2018 to a god of war ragnarok it's not going to be i'm i'm ex- i hope and i say i say that is not like a spider-man fan yeah yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I which is important spider-man was a good game but like meh I mean, like which overall, is important like yeah right right it is but i think insomniac is that team still i do and I think that Insomniac is going to prove it with Spider-Man 2. Um, as far as, like, <laughs> like they're not going to be able to change the core gameplay right yeah, I mean, from what course. it is, right? It's Spider-Man. It's already it's good, but how do you make but, it better, right? It's like, but how from, do you make it better? It's like going and, from and Arkham I, uh, Asylum to City. I mean, or tonight, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, tonight. But how I think that better? they are going to come. And I think Insomniac is going to prove once again that they know what they're doing to the point that they are wizards. And I think that they are going to get everything out of that engine and more. And I think it is going to surprise them. Still some of the best implementation of ray tracing that I've, that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's going to go beyond. And I think that they are going to do that. But again, that's just my faith in insomniac. Again, we don't know until the game shows up. We haven't seen anything, so we have no idea, but I do have faith that insomniac are going to pull this out but your point stands still that you have to adapt or die and the way the industry has moved forward we have seen that if you look if you took halo's numbers well if you took how it's, many people yeah, played it's still if, hard to if you play. took halo's numbers though if you took halo's infinite numbers and you put them back in the halo 3 days you're still talking about a stellar game you're talking about a game that's still being played by a large percentage but because the industry has grown and changed so much now, comparative to something like a Fortnite, we go, 
Oh, shit. Well, yeah, no, Halo isn't what it used to be. Well, no, the industry as a whole is not what it used to be either. Right. But you do have to now, when you're developing a game, and that's why I was talking about this with Final Fantasy 16, you do have to now, and we, we saw this with Elden Ring too. Yeah. Find a way, if you want your game to be bigger than it always has been, you have to find a way to adapt and bring more people in. You have to find a way to make it more accessible. Otherwise, you are going to wind up finding yourself with your core base. Yep. And that's it. That's it. What it is. That's all there is to it. And that's that's what's changed nowadays. Like that core pocket was all of the industry back in the day. Right. Well, now, no, your core pocket is surrounded by this huge three billion player market that you want to attract in, obviously, as a developer, as a publisher, as anybody who's in this for the business, of course. That's what you want to bring in. You do have to change how you develop the game and what modes you include and how you're going to bring in some of those other people that never would touch your game previously or you will wind up stagnant. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're seeing. Like he's brought up with Gears, multiplayer with, with Halo, multiplayer. Is it stagnated? It, it, you know, you still had a great base, but that's where your limits were. You found your limits and that's it. You weren't going outside of it. So I think it is important to bring that up because the industry has changed in that dynamic. Um, and uh, we're going to find out from a lot of different games. Call of Duty has found a way year after year. Their core base is already large, but they found a way to continuously improve even on their bad years mm -hmm. to maintain that number one spot, right? To maintain that number one sales spot. But, but as ABK was finding out, as Activision was finding out, that was unsustainable in the way that they were doing it. And that's why they found themselves obviously outside of the HR problems, which were a big part of what was going on. Mm -hmm. They found themselves business wise, having to put more and more teams onto call of duty to try to maintain that level. And that's unsustainable at the end of the day. And that's why they cried. That's why they gave the call to Xbox and said, Hey, we're open for business. Because we can't keep doing this. We're going to eventually fail. And our stockholders, they don't understand this. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be in big, big trouble. We're going to be in huge trouble uh, looking down the road. And they needed a bigger umbrella to be underneath to maintain it. So uh, interesting set of dynamics going on right now in the industry. Yeah, sure. it, it definitely is. That's why I continue to love talking about this stuff. Um, that's why I love the fact that we're not console eccentric Because it's like, I mean, at the end of the day. You just went from Xbox in the East to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we definitely, <laughs> again, the whole, since the beginning of this show, since I said, fuck it, I'm going live. Um, it has been, it's been an interesting I'm day. I'm sorry, Steel. I no, screwed no, it's, up no, no, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. Well, I, I went live and this just went crazy. And it was just flowing so well. Um, I had a late start too this morning, so I was just hoping to get it all together. And when I just came in and just started hitting the bull on the head, uh, it's just been a fun time ever since, man. This is this is why I like Saturday mornings. I'm having the conversation not only with the chat because you guys are here, you've been here from the beginning, having a weekend off, and us trying to jump up our content. Because I don't know if you guys have seen, we started doing more shorts, um, and, and whatnot. Haven't but done none this week because again, didn't have content to really post this week, uh, because we didn't do a show. Um, uh, without a show, can't put the content. Um, so. 
Good, but we're not having timestamps for this, by the way. Hey, that, so, hey that's fine. It is what it is. People got to tune in. It's gonna be one week that we won't. Hey, it, it is what it is. Uh, no timestamps. Uh, maybe I may end up skipping back through and doing them later on. Um, at some point, just because. But one thing I do have to admit to you guys, like my gaming habits have changed. They really have, and it's because partial content creator, also all life situation when you're trying gearing back up to get back into certain things because i am just i'm just gonna i've been trying to do things too many different ways and i'm just gonna get back um but gearing back that taking that into consideration time is such a valuable thing and being able to jump into something and then pull myself away and then jump into something else um not necessarily on a grazer terms because I still can't do that. Ooh, if I if I play too I many it. things, it's it, it becomes it becomes a situation. But just like uh because of what we saw from Breath of the Wild, um, or at least what I saw from Breath of the Wild this week, um, it, and it being interesting, and it's part of the reason why I did jump in. And again, I do have a thing for Zelda, not like other people. I do think some of the older games are better. Again, I go to Majora's Mask. I go to Ocarina of Time. Um, there's also a Game Boy version. I can never, I can never remember which one until we talk about it in conversation. Um, that I really liked a lot. Um, he's one of the IPs that were. I looked at as like, oh, he's the mature version for Nintendo, right? And that's what stuck out to me. The same way I kind of look at Sonic. He was the cooler dude. He's not like some old plumber guy that jumps on Goombas and eats flowers and gets fire ability. Like, I just, Mario's so weird to me. Um, but, I, but again, I can't say that. And then I like Pokemon. You, you, yeah. you see how it kind of got the ebbs and flows go. But maybe just he's not wearing enough. Uh, he's not wearing enough of an outfit. He doesn't look like anybody cool. See, what, see anyway. what are you playing in the background, by the way? Speaking of grazing. This is, is Everspace 2. It is. Yes, this is. is actually twenty. Okay. I was gonna say this is Everspace, but then I was like watching. I'm like, no, nah, this has got to be Everspace too. Yeah, it's this Everspace too. Be. I played the game in 2021. And I was telling the people yeah. um, because yeah. I was, I played it when it essentially first came yeah. into game came. preview, right. and so this is what you're experiencing with what I'm playing. But okay. I jumped back into Everspace too recently. Yeah. Um, you know, and they they recommend you starting over because they changed right. a bunch of stuff, whatever the case, and it didn't hit for me the same. No, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's the difficulty thing for me again, because I early on, I started off the show pretty much talking about like difficulty in games and how they scale it. And you can kind of tell how much attention was put to it. I used mm-hmm. the example. Um, I was playing on one of the, I was playing on the hardest difficulty and the first engagement that they have you, you're in a cave, um, you're going to rescue somebody and they they turn out not needing rescue and they start shooting at you. You know how AI seems like it just has aimbot all the time? Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. just unreasonable. Like, even the Call of Duty campaign, when you played out in the hardest sure. difficulty, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is artificial difficulty. It's not right. like the AI is smarter and they got into a no, different position. No, 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 no they're no. just shooting more and right. seem to be hitting you more often. And there's yeah. not enough movement in the world, especially sure. early on in the game. Yeah for it to make sense so it's like even if you peeked out if you peek out of the pillar no matter how fast yeah. it's instant yeah. boom hitting you yeah it, but right. max yeah. and they're doing not only more damage but they're also hitting more critical parts of your ship so it's like come on what are we doing 
Um, right. And Andrew, I'm not playing Breath of the Wild at 30 FPS, by the way. I don't know if you heard that <laughs> earlier. I am playing at 4K 60 um, with, a, I, again, before it crashed and I had an issue, I don't know what with happened. With a buff link. Um, with a buff link. Yeah, he's, he's, on, he's on swole time. Um, he, he was lifted while he was asleep. He's like Master Chief in, in, when, when he was sleeping. Um, but I had 25 mods before it messed up before. Now I have like under 10. If To need that much to enjoy the game and to remove the durability aspect of the game, so I can just enjoy the game for what it is. Again, it's not their that's not their vision, but goddamn, it's 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 a pretty enjoyable game. Like Steel's on easy mode. No, because I'm no, no. Yeah, no durability. Because it also because uh, maybe <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Um, and 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 the monsters are more difficult. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting experience. It's an interesting. But Everspace Two just didn't hit the same, huh? No, it for whatever reason. Okay. I, 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 maybe it was a difficulty thing. Uh, I don't know. I, it was something with the controls too, where it just didn't feel the way that I remembered it feeling originally. Okay. Because last, originally when I played it again, I played it for about three, I played it for about six hours in total previous. And I was like, damn, I mean, this is a pretty solid game. I'll, I'll wait and see what the finished product looks like. Right, 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 right. And then play the finished product in to be limited by, the difficulty aspect of the game it was just really strange i kind of wish i think what would make this more of a turn on is if i was like yo pong let's hop on everspace and if we were able yeah. to do some adventuring together in a yeah you know not overly thinking about it but just enough of a difficulty to where we were having a fun time with it i think this would it, turn it, this it, into it, a completely it's still different a roguelike game. so we can't yeah there's 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 that, there's so that there's, aspect to it too yeah so they um, want you to die often but it's it's not because it's not like when you die you get something for you you lose resources yeah but you also keep what you gathered too your upgrades your blue you have to but if you but if you lose your money then you can't repair you have to be able to repair your ship too if you can't repair your ship you take more damage okay that's different than everspace one then yeah, no, it's um okay. Oh, I can't wait because I am. I'm gonna. It's a, it's a good time. Like, yeah, once a, it drops on. It's a good console. time. I want to see what it's, what's going to be like on console. I would definitely suggest people to try it. Maybe put it on a diff uh, on the difficulty down from the highest, or maybe just put it on like a medium. Um, yeah, I was normal, but like most people. I think the main thing for me was something with the movement, and okay. maybe it was just because I didn't want to take the time to get reacclimated to yeah. it playing different games and different styles of games they're like ah i don't know uh i, I don't know i think okay. there was a co-op as aspect to it i'd probably be more because okay. i'm also like debating whether i i want to get like a, a real good run through diablo 2 yeah or, like really hit it hard before diablo 4 or if i should just okay. wait for diablo 4 because i've been putting that there too um <laughs> well, you gotta let me know i i just i've been thinking about different things man i don't i don't know um, yeah, let me know because if we're gonna run through Diablo two, we'll run through Diablo two. You know, I will run with this. But it's like, didn't Diablo three just put out an update? Yeah, new yeah. content. We, we just ran through Diablo three. I think, but yeah, Diablo two is more akin to what we're gonna experience. So it's like, kind of. Diablo four is definitely more fast paced than Diablo two ever was. So, Diablo yeah, but is... also Diablo two, they added stuff yes. to the end game. So it's like, yes. 
where yeah. it can be that, right? Mm-hmm. So with the special with the nightmare modes and how y'all let me know, y'all let me know. You know, I'll fire out Diablo anytime. So, look, I'm I'm just gonna say, look at us having this conversation. Diablo two, Chat, we love you. Diablo two, Diablo two is <laughs> gonna Diablo two is downloaded. So, uh, okay. well, no, I'm I'm a I'm a delete Diablo three. I'm a delete. I'm a download Diablo two. That's what yeah, I'm I'll have to Diablo. I'll have to download it too. I don't know if you heard, but I lost my. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we talked about external. That. Yeah, we talked. Yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I only have so many, but so many games downloaded on my Xbox. But again, because of the ecosystem. I can have I have games in multiple places. I understand an external going going bad though. I fucking I hate that. Um, I would hate for a hard drive as a grazer. It sucks for me because it's just like I have games in so many places right now. I just open up a folder and I'm like, I don't know what I want to play right now. And because when you have games that are more story. And I want to be enveloped in that world and because I also like listening to podcasts or taking in other content. That's the main crutch is that I like taking in other content and playing the game at the same time. Right. So it's like, I can't, do that. I can't do that with a lot of games. I can't. There, I, I have to kind of settle it in somewhere and it does change. And that's, that was my point with earlier to where that's my habit and game has changed because of that. I will find myself jumping in the call a match or two of Warzone or playing Warzone for an hour or two because I'm taking in other content. I'll I'll not talk to the people in game chat because not not a lot of the times they suck. So it's yeah. like we're not gonna end up getting a dub because I don't know y'all and y'all have no common sense to shooters for whatever reason. Although we've been playing shooters for thirty years, I don't know what else to tell you guys. Like ah, god damn it, we're never gonna win. But nonetheless. I, I might play chorus though. I need to play chorus because I know a lot chorus of people, chorus was really good. Chorus and chorus that's is amazing. I need to get I have that downloaded and I need to give it a shot. Yeah. Um but that's what I was thinking. Like if people love chorus, then I think you'll love Everspace too. Mm-hmm. But I know chorus is also more story focused. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, by so, far. oh yeah, not even close. You have not a there's an endpoint. Where like yeah. with this, it's yeah. more it's a little bit it's a bit more open. And I would say chorus control wise, at least from my from Everspace One, chorus is unbelievably intuitive once you get into okay. it. Okay. Like I'm you feel, feel you feel like the controller is an extension of your ship once you get into oh, chorus. Shit. I definitely yeah, I, I want to yeah, experience yeah. I want to experience. Yeah, no, it's incredible steel. Like the things you can do in that game are freaking phenomenal. Uh Fahim says, point is Insomniac will do what they do. You know damn well Spider Man is Spider Man. That doesn't mean that they can't elevate the experience. Right? No, they're they're already taking something out with not adding co-op although there's still that smoke out there still they're gonna have a co-op mode it's gonna be separate hopefully i mean if they could do it in dlc that would be great yeah i just i because of how sony has been with multiplayer games yeah and because the the most obvious thing would be to add co-op especially when you start expanding out the multiverse for your spider-man games yeah it's so obvious i feel like they're not gonna do it but they are well but but you gotta remember too initiative wise internally they now have herman holst talked about this in an interview that internally they now have the i'm not gonna call it a mandate but what i'm gonna say is internally 
they've told their teams that they want a multiplayer experience attached to their single player games, that they want to have that a part of it in some form or fashion, whether it's a separate mode or whether it's a separate game like factions is going to wind up being. Yeah. I don't need, need PVP. That. I don't need PVP. They need, no, no, no. But I'm just well, saying, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. But what I'm saying is they, they do have that internally now because they understand <laughs> that engagement is important still. They understand that now. Like they can't, they don't want that one and done single player. Just, it's so obvious. I feel like they're not yeah. going to do it though. They'll, they're going to it. watch. It's, it's like, have it. if they do it, then I'm a, I'm a buy place. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. That's a reason to buy it. Because that's how cool is that to be you and a buddy swinging through the city fighting folks. Yeah. Like right. that is fucking fire as hell. I understand why it would be a separate mode though, because story wise, it could screw up. The, yeah, sure. It but it complicates the single. Yeah, player, sure. It, I mean, it could be, hey, you step through a portal and you're helping yeah. a buddy. It did right, it you're in the multiverse. It works with Returnal. Well, that's the, that's the rumor, oh. right? They're going to have multiverse aspects to this one. That you're gonna be, you're gonna have the Ratchet and Clank portal system in Spider-Man. That would be dope. That would be super dope. And I just, I and I hope they go more mature. I hope they, I hope they go more mature with the Spider-Man. Anyway, um, <laughs> they have a perfect opportunity to take. Again, we we talk about we talk about everything here, man, guys. You got a lot. Got some Nintendo here today. This is this, Xbox, this is one of those weekends, brothers. We are we're not out even here just talking. If we're not even talking about the main aspects like Diablo. Or yeah, coming Diablo out 4. with stats and everything, yeah. telling oh, about yeah. how great and uh, talking about their dungeons and uh, to getting the talking class. About all tweaks. their feedback, man. This what's, is huge. What deal. you want to hear, man? These are th- these are the types of things. So Adam Fletcher has come out, and uh, Adam Fletcher is the global community development director for for Diablo. Um, but see, he said a lot of changes coming based off the beta feedback. Thanks to all those who provided the feedback and for partaking beta. Huge shout out to the dev team. Guys, Diablo 4 has pulled in seemingly a bigger audience than even what I was expecting. Um, I think Diablo 4 is coming out in a perfect time for people to, because it, it is a different style of game, right? It's a, um, for that CRPG, ARPG, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that over-the-top action game with an expansive skill tree, and loot that you can pretty much kind of turn off your brain and grind for. Again, you look for those types of experiences, you can kind of come home to them. Okay? Diablo's looking to be a, 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 the perfect one of those, especially Diablo 4. I'm taking a lot of what we've seen from Path of Exile and kind of making it easier to understand, um, but doing it in their Diablo way. It's cool to see the competition still be very alive and that Blizzard is taking this very seriously. Again, you would expect for them to. It's been a long time since Diablo 3 released. Diablo Immortal, again, a mobile game, so it's like you don't expect to see too much there. Um, and for this to be their next iteration, uh, like, and releasing everywhere and beginning the attention that it is, it's great to see them also just doing the work and being on top of the community. Because for games like this to be successful, uh, again, I know people were like, oh, it's going to be their MMO Diablo. And it's never was going to look at it. I never looked at it as that aspect, though they are taking some of that from Lost or Ark, where you can see people within the world do eight player plus content. So that's going to be interesting to see how those events end up playing out. Uh, but just to see them taking in all the critique and uh, 
iterating on that lets me know that this is going to be a, end up being a game that's going to be extremely fleshed out in the long run whether you play it at up front or whether you, whether you play it down the line you're going to have an experience that's going to be worthwhile from top to bottom um they're also talking about the battle pass system that they were going to include which i'm still kind of iffy about that right because again we're in an e we're going we're in an ecosystem now where they want to charge you that extra dollar to get an extra experience but it is what it is for 80 hours worth of content though for a battle pass is what they're expecting what we're hearing correct me if i'm wrong on that i believe that that's what they're stating that hey our battle passes are just extensions of our story not replacements or anything like that no but they're expected to be 80 hour battle passes yep for 10 15 bucks bro like every three months or so that's pretty dope i'm not like that's well worth it to me right i mean you're out i mean you got games that are paying you world of warcraft 15 bucks a month Right. 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 Or monthly or inventory slots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or to the access to dye your clothing, for an example, like if they do with BDO. Uh so it's yeah, like so same thing. It's got it's 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 versatile. There's additional content they're giving you. I can't ever argue with that. I do think that you can quantify the time and money investment that you make in gaming. Uh right. Uh, just like you do with anything else you get you can justify things if you really want to and mm -hmm. if any experience that i can get honestly 10 plus hours out of and it feels worth it to me mm -hmm. it can be worth that dollar right and if you tell me 80 dollars is worth 10 bucks for an example in a diablo game outside of the future content wise dlc type content and i'm going to get all these other additional loot as long as they make it, you know, they, they really pay attention to the art style. They put out different skins. Again, you have too much talent out there nowadays, too much artistic talent. Now you're incorporating AI as part of your dev cycle. So it's like you have, there's too many reasons not to have um, a variety of, of content out there and have people looking all kinds. Um, I know per, my personal stats, I had 21 hours in the beta uh kill about 4k monsters and i had almost 300k gold so the 19 dungeons it seemed like i got a good playthrough in there man for somebody that i wanted to wait 21 hours was too long but it was a good time um pong i mean how are you feeling about all the updates uh yeah. the teams constantly just being on top of saying hey we are supporting this game. We're really looking forward to it. Hey, even breaking down, sending me an email about my stats. These are things that are thought about that aren't really done anymore that we used to look for back in the day, right? This, these are the things that used to get us excited. Like, wow, they really, they really paid attention to that. Even though it's not like a major thing, you put a team on it, they get it done. It's still cool to see. Well, like, how are you feeling about Diablo 4 currently? Um, is it still your day one? Are you glad that Starfield is completely mm -hmm. removed from this so you mm. can um, spend yeah. a, your next 100 hours? In yeah, no, I got uh, to give, give Blizzard all the props in the world um, for what they're doing. Again, we've seen, uh, you know, Blizzard through the years, um, you know, have their down moments. Um, you know, a lot of people have been upset with Blizzard. Uh, a lot of people, you know, we saw the mass exodus from World of Warcraft uh, for a while there over to Final Fantasy XIV. Like Blizzard hasn't been necessarily on top of their team, on top of their game 
um, over the past, let's say, uh, five, 10 years. Uh, they've definitely had their downs. Uh, yeah. Blizzard has obviously refound themselves once more, um, especially with Diablo 4. Overwatch 2, I know, has had its issues, but let's be real, it's still 1. being 5, played. Yeah, yeah they, 1.5, if you want to call it that. Um, but people are still, overall, I've seen a lot of positivity out of Overwatch 2, especially this la- latest character uh, that they dropped too as well. So Blizzard seems to be finding their way again. Uh, and with Diablo 4, again, the beta, uh, whether it was the closed beta or the open beta, outside of the connectivity issues, which is always a thing, and I talked about it, this is one of the best betas that we've had in recent memory. Um, you know, I would say the Halo Infinite multiplayer uh, beta was definitely up there as well, um, as far as polish goes. But the amount of content that they allowed us to consume in this Diablo 4 beta was insane. Uh, right. what, they, what they provided. Now, you get through the beta, and a lot of times, we know this, companies go quiet. Like, they'll give us an initial, like, hey, thanks for playing the beta. We learned a lot, blah, blah, blah. We're going to get back to work, and we'll see you all real soon at launch. The fact that Blizzard is being absolutely 100% transparent, the fact that they've come out this far ahead and said, here's what we learned from your feedback, and here's the changes we're already implementing down to class changes, like balancing issues and that kind of stuff. That speaks to me of nothing but confidence, and it speaks to me of a company that understands that their communication over the past 5, 10 years hasn't been the best with their community, and we're going to try to do something about that. Rod Ferguson and his team, nothing but props to you guys for what you're doing with Diablo 4. And I know that, obviously, with a Diablo fan base the way it is, you're not going to make everybody happy. And I know there's still some hardcore Diablo fans that aren't happy with the direction per se. But I got to say, coming off of Diablo 3, you know, 12 years ago or whatever it was, and what you guys went through with that. Completely different game. Completely different game. Rebuilding it, continuing to support it, doing what you could to continue to give players that content year after year on a game that, again, for what Diablo 2 was to how Diablo 3 started, like, again, credit where credit's due. Like, you guys have done the work, but you didn't let that just, okay, well, we 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 fixed Diablo 3, got it to the best spot it could possibly be. You didn't just rest on your laurels. You went, no, when we do Diablo 4, we're going to take to heart all of the criticism that we got we are going to go back and reevaluate what Diablo is. Yeah. We're going to look at games like Path of Exile that have come afterwards and have taken the Diablo formula and pushed it in new directions. We're going to look at those games, and we're going to actually let those games influence some of what we do with Diablo 4. We're going to put out this beta ahead of time. We're going to let the fans get a hold of it. Millions of people jumped into this beta, and we're going to come out afterwards and talk about the feedback. We're going to be open about what changes we are making based on that feedback. And we're not just going to put out, you know, awesome emails with everybody's stats. We're not going to just put out, you know, uh, blog posts about the changes we're making. But on April 20th, we're going to do another dev diary. And we're going to come face to face and we're going to be on camera and we're going to talk about exactly what we learned and where we're taking Diablo 4. They are showing that they're serious about building this game with the community uh, from the ground up. And I think that that's a huge deal. Not that that's something new. Right. I mean, we see a lot of games do this. Yeah. But the fact that they don't, Blizzard doesn't have to. Again, it's Diablo. They don't have to do any of this stuff. 
they can just say, no, you're getting Diablo 4 the way we envision it, and this is what you're going to get, and hey, enjoy it or don't. But they're taking the time to consider the community and um, what the fans want out of it. And I think that showing it in these uh, different ways that they're doing this um, is special. So, again, shout out to Rod Ferguson and the entire Diablo team. Uh, Diablo 4 has obviously been my most second uh, hyped game this year outside of Starfield. Everybody knows this. Um, nah, there's another game that's got that hype too, Pong. You might have you might have forgot because it's you know it's only me and you that really you know are knee deep in this one, but it just got raided, Pong. It just oh, got raided oh, in Korea. Oh, oh, we got we got go Armor Core. You got to put it on the list, Pong. You already it's know. on the list, but it is down from Diablo <laughs> and Starfield. I'm not gonna lie, but Armor no, Core is up there. Obviously, it's yeah, gonna it's be it, it's gonna be fun as hell. Um, yeah, and they did just get it raided, but no Diablo Four. The fact that Starfield is now September, like I said, I would rather these reversed. I'd rather obviously have Starfield sooner and Diablo down the road, but it's not going to happen that way. But the fact that I can go into Diablo 4 without having to worry about Starfield, tripping over Starfield, because, again, I would not have played Diablo 4 if Starfield's out. When Starfield comes out, everything else is done. So that's the way it's going to be for me for at least a few weeks, if not longer, depending on how Starfield grabs me. I know for a fact, Cyberpunk, same thing happened. I was off the radar on any other game outside of Cyberpunk for a long time, for weeks. Same will happen with Starfield. So the fact that now Diablo 4 is free and clear, I'm going to be able to jump in with everybody now that I've experienced the beta and loving everything that they've done with Diablo 4. Yeah, man, this is going to be June. Can't come soon enough. Obviously, I've got the... um, Ultimate Edition pre-ordered, uh, so we're going to get the early access. I'm already planning on taking uh, that long weekend. I'm going to take an extra day off yeah. of work uh, for sure. That weekend is going to be, oh boy. yeah. Don't don't yeah. That's, the, that's, the outside world it. isn't going to see me. That's it. So, yep. Friday, yep. Friday to Sunday. I'm yeah. Yep, I'm we're going to be playing. So uh, uh-huh. and it's going to be a lot of hours in Diablo Four uh, that opening weekend for sure. Early early weekend. So can't wait, Steel. Can't wait, man. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a good time. Um, speaking of games that we were personally anticipated for, um, there was w- w- one that ended up getting delayed, um, unfortunately. And we uh, also got a date for the delay. And the day ended up being February. If you guys don't know what game I'm mentioning or what I'm talking about, uh, and it was one, again, that only me and Pong had the interest in, it seems like, it's Suicide Squad. Man, oh man, look at what we have here, ladies. <laughs> Me and Paul talked about this before, uh, as far as the overall game, because uh, if you don't know, Suicide Squad, the most recent trailer came out with a lot of controversy behind it. Um, many people were ex- expecting something in line with more so an Arkham Knight and what they would typically see from a rock steady team. Um, unfortunately, not what we got but to me personally i thought it was all right man it looked like it was going to be some fun uh it was going to be over the top uh i know i had had some gunplay in there but i feel like it made sense again you're dealing with a crew um and a squad of people who aren't really recognized outside of harley quinn um i know there may be there may be a fan base that knows who these characters are and may have some genuine interest and wants them to be treated fairly but to be but not all of them are going to have Batman-type combat. They're not Batman. There's a reason why Batman is who he is. 
there's also a reason why there's other characters within the universe and you have to make them interesting. I thought that they accomplished those things and I had no reason to give Rocksteady any flack or doubt because of their previous titles. Just because there's rumors and some information possibly that they were handed down this game doesn't mean that they're not going to put their best foot forward, but people didn't like what they see, what they saw. Um, and I saw Matt Pav say, Matt said, oh, what are they going to do? Bring back uh, Batman from the Lazarus pit. And I mean, Batman is controlled by Brainiac in this game. So, that, I mean, he's not quite dead yet. Um, which again, they still need to explain that in the game too, because they showed Batman in the trailer. So it's like, and he was controlled, controlled by Brainiac. So it's like, if this isn't the same universe and happened five years after Arkham Knight. Okay, guys, like, is that what you're addressing with this delay? Maybe that's what it is. It was some story elements, but like I was telling Pong in the background in the DMs, the only thing that I can imagine changing about this game within a nine month time span is them taking what they currently have, stepping back and saying, how can we make this better? Is it more, is there going to be more of a vertical nature? Is there going to be more enemies on screen? Is there, are they going to add some combat to it? Maybe bring somebody in and say, hey, how can we make these characters have more of an exchange? Maybe they do something different that we've never seen before. Maybe that was the problem previously, and that's what people didn't like. Oh, it's crackdown in nature. I mean, again, I'm not the biggest fan of Crackdown, but I also, just outside of the first Crackdown, I feel like I've been there, done it all. I also played Saints Row 4, which was like very similar in that nature, where I was just like, hey, this is just a better Crackdown. Hey. So, and I didn't see that as a bad thing at the time, right? Especially within that universe. I mean, I like what they were doing with uh, Wonder Woman. I like how they presented The Flash. Uh, I like how they made you feel that ominous presence was there. I feel like they hit all the right notes for our Rocksteady game. But obviously the mass mass er audience, uh, the wide audience didn't feel that way. Pong, I mean, as someone who was also genuinely interested in this game, like, what do you feel is going to come from this delay? And it be different? Do you think it would just... <sighs> it's just going to interest us more because we were already interested or what can they get more people in what's going on i don't know what they can do steel because as jeff grubb put out a tweet after this came out he said 2024 but this is still going to be the game that you all hated <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I don't know how much they can change um like like you and i went back and forth a little bit in the in the dms you know, are they going to be able to add melee combat more so to it? I don't think so. Like, if it's not there already, like, that's changing the fundamental, you know, mechanics of the game in a lot of ways. Like, how are they going to do that? Like, Map said, are they just going to make it super dark and dreary, like, you know, like like Gotham, um, to try to, you know, what, what, what can they do? Um, I guess the biggest things that I looked at was they can change the UI. Um, everybody hated the UI. Uh, everybody huh? was complaining about that. They could certainly scale back the games as a service stuff. Um, maybe not make it so obvious and front facing. Um, maybe they could change some of the uh, style as far as, you know, the numbers popping up over the heads, you know, the, the, the life bars, making it look less borderlandsy uh, to people. I mean, maybe, but honestly, 
No, I think what they're going to probably wind up doing is maybe tailoring um, some of the UI uh, so that people have a better response to that. But then going back to the drawing board with the marketing, uh, I think is the big thing. I think they come out with a new marketing campaign for it, Steel, maybe show it off in a better light than what the masses thought. Um, but overall, I don't think you're going to be able to change the core gameplay. I, I don't think that's going to change. Again, you're not going to take out the Suicide Squad and all of a sudden come back and actually it's it's kill the Suicide Squad this time. No. And now you're the Justice League. Now you're Batman. Now you're Flash. Now you're Wonder Woman. Like, no, no that ain't going to happen. I think overall the biggest – it's a hurdle that they can't overcome is that this is not the Rocksteady game that everybody wanted. Like everybody wanted Rocksteady to go back to what they loved and they aren't, and it's not going to happen again. Whatever happened behind the scenes, we heard the smoke that they're supposedly working on a Superman game. We heard the smoke that, you know, WB higher ups came in and said, Nope, you're not doing this anymore. You're now working on the suicide squad and Rocksteady went around. And like you said, steel the professionals, they are, they made the best damn suicide squad that they possibly thought they could make. Uh, given what they were given, a underwhelming type list of characters that aren't the biggest household names outside of Harley, which is the only reason why I'm interested. Let's be real. I, I thought their ten, I, the ten minutes of right. game that they showed yeah. was yeah, okay. and I liked what I saw <laughs> because again, you give me loot, steel. You give me loot, mm. and I'm in. And I liked it. <laughs> I liked the customization that they had for the characters. <laughs> Um, but they're not going to be able to change that. They Ooh. aren't. It's not going to be the rock steady Muppet. game that everybody wanted. What? The uh, Muppet just popped in the chat. He yeah. was just like, "What's happening? Good afternoon, chaps." chaps? I'm just shouting out people while you're we talking. What's going on, Muppet? Um, no, they're just not going to be able to do. They're not going to. Again, that's the biggest issue, and that's not going to be changed. Is that this is not the the Arkham game that everybody wanted from Rocksteady? Everybody, and again, I understand completely where people are coming from when you love a developer like that, who has made an iconic franchise like the Arkham series and you wait eight years, it's going to be eight years and seven months. Shout out to Benji sales who did the math uh, on Twitter for this February, 2024. It'll be eight years and seven months since Rocksteady put out their last game, their Arkham game. And after eight years of waiting, people are unhappy with what they got. And there's nothing you can do about that. And I completely understand. Again, if Bethesda, A-Team, and Todd Howard came out and said, hey, we're making a Dance Dance Revolution competitor, and it's going to feature everybody from our Fallout series, like, yeah, I'd be pissed too. <laughs> like, I would be like, yeah, what? Do you, wait, wait, what? I mean, that's no. a vague comparison, though, I know, Paul. I know, but I'm just You're going leagues and bounds but, beyond. But, but to how people think about Rocksteady and how they think about Arkham, even if it's still a superhero-esque type game, it's still not the game they wanted, Steel, and I understand that. Well, that would be like going from Skyrim to... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Um, what's that game that people like so much? Um, they're bigging it up. Not out, not Outriders. Um, it's like know. a Fallout version, a Fallout in Space type game. Made by Obsidian. Is it Obsidian? Oh, you're talking about Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like, you know, going from Skyrim to to Outer Worlds. It's like 
That's not the game I wanted you to make. You know what I'm saying? If if that was the same yeah, team, yeah. you know, if Bethesda yeah. made Outer Worlds instead of Obsidian doing or, or, it, you'd be yeah, like, bro, yeah, that's yeah. not what I, I wanted. A, I wanted a new Fallout. I wanted right. a new uh, Okay, so Skyrim. my comparison was a little extreme. I'm just saying I mean, that I understand the disappointment. That's less extreme than fucking them going from Skyrim to Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> well, no, but I'm just saying that the disappointment <laughs> would be the same. That's how people I are feeling. The way they talk about Rocksteady and the way they talk about Arkham games, right? This is how they're feeling. The fact that the, we are not getting another Arkham game from Rocksteady after eight years and seven months is a huge disappointment. But it is. It's five years after. But it's not. And we all know it's not. <laughs> so, again, for me as a non-superhero fan, as the man who's tried to play Arkham plenty of plenty of times and just can't get into it, like, for me, it's different. And that's why I was actually interested in this game. But for everybody else, I get why the majority is, is you know, saying this is not what we wanted. So, they're not going to be able to change it. February is going to come around. They might be able to show it in a different light. They might be able to remove some of the games as a service elements, the, you know, whatever the case may be. But overall, it's still going to be the same game that we saw. Yeah, and they're just going to have to launch it. It's a better time to launch it I would, as of right yeah, now yeah. compared to where they were trying you're to launch it. You're not going to compete with Zelda. And Zelda, you're not Diablo. Competing with Diablo. Three weeks later. You're not no. competing with no. Starfield. No, no. You're not competing with Spider-Man. You're not competing if it no, comes it's out. it's a better year. time. But, it's a better time for it to come out in February of next year. So that's one good thing. Maybe hopefully, it'll be less. Unless Hellblade comes out in February. Well, right, right, right. right. <laughs> Three bits started last night. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hellblade coming out this year. That would be fucking steroids, especially when you got uh, Starfield releasing later on in the year. Uh, that would be extremely, be a lot. Be a lot of good games. I mean, again, nothing wrong with that. I mean, if the games are ready, you definitely release them. Um, if you feel that they, you want to release them, but you know, nothing wrong with putting something in the, in the oven for a bit longer. If it can take it being in the oven a bit longer to get that, you know, get that well done nature out of it. So. Did you see Adam Fletcher's tweet at two thirty in the morning? No, what, what happened? Sorry, what I, I don't want to go back to Diablo, but but no, it's up. funny how devs. Devs are aware of situations. Oh, of course. Um, still people. Especially when they're active on Twitter. So Adam Fletcher came out and just simply posted over the top of um, somebody had posted this Wowhead Twitter account had posted, we summarized today's official Xbox podcast with Diablo game director Rod Ferguson covering topics like cross-play, cross-progression, beta feedback, right? So, and Adam Fletcher quote tweeted that and said, Xbox Series X at 60 frames per second in 4K for Diablo 4. Is that 4K 60? Yeah, 4K 60. <laughs> at 2.30 in the morning, he decided to quote tweet and say, by the way, Xbox Series X 4K 60. I'm just saying they're aware of situations more so than sometimes we I like. mean again and it, and it could be I think that's also healthy within the industry too um yeah. even if you're under the same house you have like a friendly competition kind of right because it does come come to dev talent too at the end of the day. Yeah. Um yeah. we've seen more times than not again they had this story about God of War 2018 where where they didn't know if the the game was going to come together or not until about a week before release. And the fact that the game ended up becoming what it needed to be um, is, is extremely impressive uh, to see that they were able to evolve it. Again, it is extremely, it's like Halo. If Halo ever came out with a third person version and to continue their story, whichever the case, 
that it would be very jarring for the people too. And it would be up to, you know, three, four, three, a team of folks that nobody has faith in right now, uh, to and hopefully they don't do it. And somebody else who really is passionate about it, about it gets it done. But, um, you know, it'd be hard to get that accomplished, uh, especially with as much smoke that's going against them right now. And the fact that they were able to do it, I think speaks leaps and bounds. So we see stuff like this. Yep. I mean, again, you gotta, gotta, gotta be able to compete. You gotta, gotta be able to do better than the people next to you. And, and there's nothing wrong with giving a little smoke out there. Just completely different style game too. Let's it be is. real. And I, I expected nothing less, but it's just funny how two thirty in the morning, that's the quote tweet you're going to put out. Like, it's just like, okay, all right. Yeah. You, you heard it. Uh, Nature. Nick's was saying, Hey, still check out. Uh, the videos for Boundary. It's a Starfield meets COD. It's Sony's new baby. Early access on Steam. Um, I asked him if it was third person. He said, unfortunately, no. Uh, but it's fire. I, I'm, I may or may not jump into it. I'm super picky when I jump into my first person games because it's just that's not what's going to pull my attention first. And it's if it's early access too, that's also going to be like kind of whatever to me there was a game um that's there's another game that's currently in early access uh it's trinity something tim the sorcerer if they shadow drop avowed listen <laughs> they're not going to but yeah i don't i don't see them doing special. that um no, but trinity fusion amazing. is a roguelite yeah. um castlevania-esque style game um that's based in the future and like different has different like timelines and things that are going on in it it's a really cool game um but i'm in the early access of that and it's cool but you know i plop a little 20 bucks down and it's like i play two hours of it and i want to see what the full game is going to be like i guess i'll find out when it's fully released uh but i mean again you got to support your indie games too uh, and it is interesting to see uh, the different style of games that are coming out and uh, what's on what's on the horizon. If it's a single player game, that gives me even less of a reason to try to try it out. If it was more co-op or something like that, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'll try it out. See what's, what it's hitting for. But teammates just aren't the greatest nowadays. <laughs> Here's some positive buzz about X Defiance deal too. I did. I, I wanted to see about getting in, um, get, getting into beta. that beta. Uh, yeah. I haven't got the code for it. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to stress over it again. It's early access. No, no. Uh, but I but, just yeah, heard I mean, positivity for Ubisoft, which is great. I mean, I, again, Ubisoft needs all the positivity they can get. So if they're able yeah. to turn this game around from where it was, where everybody was like behind the scenes because nobody could talk about it, but everybody was like, this is garbage. This is absolute garbage. Like, there's no way they're going to put this game out to now where some people, now they're allowed to talk about it in this beta and actually show it. And, and I watched some gameplay. It looks like call of duty in a lot of ways i which is not shocking because the main guy is a call of duty lead um but it looks like they've definitely improved a lot of different aspects to that game so who knows ubisoft might have an actual call of duty competitor on their hands for once yeah so, from when i was hearing from people it looks like call of duty yeah. with less aim assist yeah. um which which is definitely always going to be an interesting concept uh and again ubi does need a win uh so there yeah. there could be some potential in there again um there's nothing like a Titanfall to replace that spot right now. So in Call of Duty, again, there's a lot of negativity with Call of Duty right now. Uh, with the gameplay, people aren't liking it. Is what it is, man. I mean, so that just shows that there's still somebody, somebody. It's not as bad as it has been previous, but 
again, it's hard to satisfy that audience. And then you got also got people that are kind of cool with the way that it is. Um, Nick's saying X Defiant is like Black Ops 2 era. That's exciting to hear because, I mean, yeah. I think that's not, that was like the last real-time Call of Duty is where it's been good at. But I've also said that Modern Warfare 2 has been in a good spot. I just... Again, Call of Duty is another one of those. It's just, it's not the, not what it used to be for me, right? And maybe I want a twenty, a Battlefield 2142. Maybe I want a, a Titanfall 3, it something that's more realistic, you know? I mean, not well, more futuristic because we've, I've been playing these style of games for fucking how long, man? Like, how, how much... How much longer do I need to relive the things I've already experienced? Well, and, and Steel, <laughs> let's example. just be real. Too, let's just be real too, though, Steel, because if you are somebody who plays a lot of different games, like I do, like you are starting to do, eventually there are games that are sacrificed because of it. Because yeah, you can't that's a play that way anymore. You just don't. Yeah, that's you a fact. don't get into it that way. Like back in the day, like Call of Duty was everything. Back in the day, Gears was everything. Back right, in the day, right, right. Halo was everything. Like that was your time sink for the most part, right? Aside if you played RPGs like I did. No, nah, Fahim, you heard were, me right. Were, Battlefield yeah. 2142. 42. Where very few more very yes. few people know about. Yes. They need to remake which is, it. Uh yeah, which we have speculated with Zampella now over the head so. of all of Battlefield. Prime opportunity. With his I experience so. with Titanfall, since they're not I, gonna I let really him make hope. since they're not gonna let him make another Titanfall, obviously. Why not introduce some mechs? It's another one that's so obvious it, that they're not going right. to do it. But but Zampella, we know Zampella doesn't listen to the norms, so there is hope that he looks at Battlefield now that he has complete control Perfect and says, guess what? You guys aren't going to let me make Titanfall 3? Fine. Fine. I'm putting mechs back in the Battlefield, baby. Let's go. Because for anybody who doesn't know what Steel's talking about is uh, Battlefield 21 uh, 42 was actually did have some low level mechs. They weren't like Titanfall. Yeah, mechs, it wasn't Titanfall level. But because it was just futuristic enough where mechs had started getting yeah, introduced big onto the ships battle. are flying. Exactly. Infiltrating so, bases. And that was a PC only yes. game, right? Yes, yes. PC only. Um, and so a lot of people loved Battlefield 21. Uh, so Zeppel's got a chance here. I want to see him bring him back bad company which is the most obvious, but he's not going to do that. Like Steele just said, the most obvious, they're not going to bring back bad company. So if Zampella wants to take it to the next Story level, bring us some, bring us some of that mech gameplay from Titanfall in the battlefield. Oh boy. Or lean all the way in steel, go battlefield 2300 and drop Titanfall into battlefield. 24, 20, 24, 20, 24, 42. Yeah. Something bro. <laughs> if, if he did that and just that would be said, that would be dope. Oh my God. That'd be dope. He could bring Battlefield to another level. He, he could. Really could. No, he could. I mean, again, Battlefield still has a prime opportunity to do that. Um, I think adding mech gameplay would evolve it enough because it is it's hard to balance out. Even Titanfall didn't didn't get it a hundred percent right. Um, I felt like they could have done a little bit better with that, especially in Titanfall two with the you know going from islet to mech. I mean, of course, the mech needs to be strong. Uh, but sometimes it was just like. I didn't feel balanced enough or it could be overpowered or some, sometimes you just run into real, some people who are really nice at the game. So uh, that happens too, but Titan feet. Tim, Tim, the sorcerer has a point. We should probably start what? the show and do oh. upcoming games. Oh, we will to end the show. 
And then we'll go through this day in gaming too. Tim said, this has been great novel. Let's start the show. No, we're going to do. This has been your behind the scenes. Yeah, the whole time. Behind the scenes. Whole time. Last two hours has been behind the scenes. Three. Uh, well, yeah, three all together for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's pretty much most uh the majority of the things we want to get into. I mean, again, being fo- being funny but free, being for real, I do still want to get into our upcoming games. Yeah. Um, and also get sure. into this day in gaming to to wrap up the show. Um, Pong, I mean, was there anything else that you wanted to get into? Um, conversation wise, anything that's worth it? No. I think we covered I think we covered the majority this week. Again, it's been it's been the Redfall thing. Um oh, I will uh, let's let's talk about this cuz this happened this week steel which is kind of crazy cuz again, when news drops and there's so much conversation around one thing that you kind of forget what else drops. Yeah. But I wanted to get your quick opinion on it too. Uh we did get the uh unofficial uh leaked uh time for the showcase for June 11th. So it's going to be 2 hours total between xbox showcase and starfield showcase so give me your breakdown steel of what you think that two hours is going to look like how are they going to break it down uh, i think it's going to be 90 30 uh to okay. be just completely frank uh, it's the standard it just, just makes the most sense to me yeah. um now uh, i saw you were saying you hope it's like a yeah. more of a 45 yeah. 75 maybe it's kind of scenario yep. going on yeah um yep. which would be cool if they did end up doing that way that means they will have a lot more to show and talk about uh, for Starfield again, if yep. they end, if they do end up doing that, that's going to give me some additional confidence that I'll need for Starfield. Uh, some additional behind-the-scenes information. Hopefully, some more third-person gameplay and seeing how that's going to look. Hopefully, some looks into the types of ships we can make or how limited we're going to end up being, just so we can start planning that out. Um, also, how deep customization may be as far as your pilot. I know that we can mix and match tops, bottoms, and helmets and whatnot, but how involved is that going? to be am i going to be able to color it however i want uh the other thing that i want to see is uh what ship combat going to look like i know there's supposed to be some of that in there um how a space traversal going to feel is it going to be like an everspace too are you going to feel the weight depending on how you build your ship uh, where boosters are going to matter and if you build it like a non-smart yeah. person that it's probably not going to be Correct. the greatest ship ever. Um, it's yeah. going to take you time to get places and you're going to ha- kind of have to reevaluate some things and make you think about your choices, really take advantage of that space odyssey kind of feel. Um, I don't know. That's, uh, but those are the things that I want to see. And they fully take advantage of a 45 minute spread of, I don't think that that's too much um i think that's just enough at that point uh, especially with a game that i know is going to be a hundred hour experience uh, at the bare minimum right um today i mean it's piquing my interest again um i'm expecting anticipating more so this to be the first bethesda game that from the beginning where i'm really in there again i always will give the credence to elder scrolls online for kind of opening that door for me showing me what that can feel like or what it can look like um that more in a fantasy aspect this one though being from uh as pong calls him the godfather himself of uh <laughs> rpg games and take taking it to space and it being super involved the gunplay seemed to be pretty solid especially in third person uh seemed to be pretty 
It seemed like it was going to be a fun experience. So um, mm-hmm. I'm looking to have some fun with it. And prediction time with the uh, fallout or with the Redfall discourse out here now. Do they talk about performance at that showcase? Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna have a guaranteed sixty. Okay, I think 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 it's gonna be fourteen. Yeah, you think they're gonna address it during the show? Yeah, I think it's gonna be fourteen forty p sixty on the Series X, um, and ten eighty p sixty on the Series S. Okay. Um, All right. Fair enough. Upscaled. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, I I think Todd Howard is is looking at this in full breadth. Where again. Them having a third person mode, I think again, I like third person to 60. Um, and from what I saw from the gameplay and the background, again, it's yeah, they got it running on PC, so of course, it's going to be just 60 like regardless. <laughs> um, yeah, just like Redfall, but yeah. this again, this I consider this to be like how we see Final Fantasy 16. This is the main team, though. Uh, right. So, I'm expecting top, top notch quality. Uh, yeah. this is going to be another Skyrim moment to where. It's going to reinvigorate the Western RP or RPG market and make and again set the standard of what's possible. Again, it's going to be more so giving people options, more ways to play than ever. I think there's going to be a lot of accessibility features that they talk about also, um, because they want people to really experience this game and yeah. this be to be another example of, hey, it's your world, go live it. Mm-hmm. No, for sure it's going to be that. Um, just to give people a little background. Yeah, I, I put out there one fifteen and uh, for the main show, and then forty five for Starfield. It, obviously, it's a little bit of a wish, uh, but I did go back uh, and Fallout 4's presentation was thirty five minutes, um, and Fallout Three, which is going way back, right? Obviously, yeah. different time, different era. But Fallout 3 was a new IP for Bethesda at the time, even though it was already existed, obviously. Fallout had existed prior to. Uh, but it was a new IP for Bethesda, and they were taking a completely new direction. When they showed off Fallout 3 for the first time, they went an hour. So that's why I placed it at 45, because we already got uh, some time of Starfield last year uh, at the uh, showcase. So we did get to see it a little bit. But the way that Todd said, we've got so much more to show you. Um, but it is... If I had to put money on a steal, I would go with all of you saying an hour and a half and 30 minutes. I, I would go with that. Makes the most sense. That's It, it does make the most sense. Um, you know, it really does. Maybe I, go additional five, right. depending on the feeling. I'm just I'm just putting out there 115.45 because that's what I want. I want more of, the, more of the merrier on Starfield. So I'm excited for the Xbox Showcase. Obviously, I think we're going to see a lot of cool stuff, but obviously Starfield is where I'm at. So that's yeah, what my absolutely. is. Um, and I do think that they do address the performance uh, at this showcase. I don't think they're going to hold it tight to the vest. I think one way yeah, or the no, other, no, if no. it is 30 frames, they're going to talk about it. Um, if they're going to have a performance option, then they're going to talk about it as well um, to make sure that everybody understands that you're going to have a choice. Um, but like I said, if they are locking it at 30 to start, then they're going to come out and say it right away, uh, after the, especially after the Redfall. Uh, discussion discourse this week i think they're gonna have to address that it's todd he can do what he wants to you know it, it he doesn't always follow the rules so maybe nah, he won't he but i think he will <laughs> i think he knows and i think he knows it's important so i think they will address it so um yeah i just want to get that news out there too so two hours is the unofficial it hasn't been officially announced but that's the main smoke a lot of people had it that that's the breakdown so um two hours total 10 a.m uh pacific time uh start time i believe it is 
uh, going till noon Pacific time. So it'll be uh, eleven. Or it'll be twelve o'clock to two o'clock our time. No matter what, Steel, that's going to be a full day of streaming. Yeah, no, Ooh, we're going to be after we're it gonna all day. There's usually another show that same day too. Something else going on. Uh, yeah. So we're we're definitely we'll going to be locked in. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Ubisoft is uh, the next day, uh, so uh, you know we'll see what they come with too. But, Either way, uh, it's going to be at least worth a couple hours of conversation. Yeah, that Sunday's afterwards, gonna be fun, man. Afterwards, oh my god! And Breaking depending on what Xbox wants to kind of what what they want to announce or how they treat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could be talking about Avowed. We could be talking about Hellblade Two. Uh, what we saw from both of those, it's going to be a fun day. June eleventh, mark it on your calendars. Um, we will be co-streaming, I'm sure. So. Uh, non-stop so uh psycho i mean if you want to send the code through to me man i'll, I'll definitely give it a play uh, a playthrough when i get some time i'm going to the movies later on uh, to see mario uh again we'll see how it goes more so for my okay. kids it's my it's my little it's my little ones moving uh moving night this nintendo week. keep supporting that nintendo i mean i mean and we will i mean my my my, my wife is already in pocket for um for Tears of the Kingdom. As soon as, as soon as I showed her the trailer, I showed her the trailer at the end of it. She was like, "We're getting it right." I was like, okay. "I guess." I guess. <laughs> Are you gonna play it? She's like, "Yeah, great, yeah, 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 yeah." Great, great job. I mean, on the trailer. Yeah, um, I mean, we didn't talk about that. I mean, music, it's DLC, editing, <laughs> music, edit. Well, they did add some. It's DLC. Come on, they I, added more you, stuff. We added, building. Some, we added glue. The building, we glue, added glue, the tape, the tape, glue. Yeah, 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 rockets. It's rockets. DLC. Right. It's DLC. No, but Same they did map. a great job with the trailer. Again, I don't understand the fascination with Zelda. Never will. Again, million other RPGs I'd rather play than that game. It doesn't do anything for me. But I will say production quality, working with what they're working with on the Switch, they did a great job showcasing that game in that yeah, trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I'm happy for all the Zelda fans and Nintendo fans out there because this is what they've been waiting for. So, yeah, go have fun building your uh, building your little Stone Age mechs or whatever the hell that thing was. Hey, maybe we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Little um, T Rex arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see how we'll see we'll see how that turns out. I'm not gonna play yeah. it on release. I'll, I'm gonna wait. Same amount of time I waited this time. Um, oh, banjo but, and Kazooie. I'm I'm not playing banjo. Oh, I won't play banjo. I'm not a big fan of banjo either. I mean, I like banjo back in the day, but that's where he needs no. to stay. No, no offense, Boom. Uh, but you know, if they do come out with new banjo, don't expect banjo me to needs to stay up. where I'm he's not, at. I'm not gonna hype it up, but they did it nuts and bolts. They did that whole creation thing. I'd rather have Blinks the Time Sweeper back. Oh God, no, not that either. Blinks was cool. Blinks was good time. Blinks was a good game. Was a good game. I'm not a Conquer guy either. All these, again, I, I, don't know I appreciate about all you fans that want I, this stuff back. I'd rather have Sonic Adventure 2, though. I'd rather yeah. have just Sonic Adventure. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I'd rather Sonic just re- them remake those games. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Frontiers is doing pretty well. So let's see how they do uh, the, their second game. Um, definitely one of the best Sonic, Sonic games to have released. Can That's another game that I need to get through. That I need to get through. Yeah. And I actually footage. regret buying. And I got actually, footage on Jet Set Radio a little bit, too. A clip. We did, we did. So, pause, pause. Something that's possible. Something that's well, which we heard about last year. Again, the article was written that that was part of their new initiative going forward to remake some of their old games. Um, and they were Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio were supposed to be remade uh, into more of a games as a service style game. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, We'll see if that's what they're going to do with it. But again, those are the types of games I'm interested in coming back. But again, shout out to everybody who likes Conquer and Banjo Kazooie and all that kind of stuff. You know, I hope you guys get them. Yeah, whatever, you whatever you're into. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to thank you all for rocking with us this far, but this is going to be the perfect opportunity to get into our upcoming game segment uh, because you guys got to know what's upcoming. And although we didn't tell you at the beginning of the show, what better time than just to get it to you right before you head on out of here. Uh, we'll also get into this day in gaming right after. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Let's see what kind of games released this year. Let's see if some interesting ones popped up that's going to make me save them. Um, that's always fun to hear those weird kooky uh name ones that want to have the longest name uh, in existence so but let's see what's on release uh, i don't know if there's too much i know around the corner we do have dead island 2 which i'm not going to be playing day one uh i don't have that thing for dead it's island but it's a pretty big week steel there's some cool stuff in here and yeah, we got some stuff yeah, in there let's man let's yeah get we got some stuff in there don't we, we definitely do uh, pretty big release week here, so let's have some fun here. So this is going to be a week of April the 17th, uh, starting on Monday. Um, and we're going to start out on the 18th of April with Disney Speedstorm. That's right, the Disney Kart Racer is finally here, everybody. Coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So everywhere you're going to be able to play Disney Speedstorm. Got to say, it looks kind of cool. Uh, there's a lot of kart racers out there, but Disney Speedstorm seems kind of cool. My next, my next big one that I'm excited for is the Lego one. Yeah, I'm not even gonna front. That looks like a okay. good, like it could be a fun time. Like Lego Horizon, Forza Horizon. Yeah. No, this oh. Le no Lego Racer. There's a Lego Racer from 2K oh kart that's racer. Releasing. Yeah. Oh okay. There's a Lego oh, Racer okay. from 2K that's releasing. Yeah. Um, where is like the Lego Racer that was on Nintendo 64 back in the day, where you literally, except this was gonna be more so the way it should have been where you can literally make your car you can oh, make okay. your car you can make your boat you cool. can do you can make all those things and race them it's a car yeah. racer awesome. um so it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out but that's the next one i'm, I'm really okay all right cool uh and then we've got god of rock coming to playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 xbox one switch and pc god of rock is from modus uh studios and published by themselves uh modus has been around for quite a while they've done some things um so uh go check out god of rock god of rock coming uh then we've got minecraft legends dropping this week of course a lot of conversation on this one right uh coming to playstation 5 as well xbox series playstation 4 xbox one and switch and pc minecraft legends um again the reviews are right where i thought they would be i knew it was going to get a mixed reaction um it is an rts light so you're not going to get the RTS hardcore fans to be all on board with it. And it's a spinoff of Minecraft. So the people that normally play Minecraft games coming into an RTS game aren't necessarily going to be happy with it. Um, I've heard the complaints about it. Um, most of them um, I can dismiss uh, as the usual complaints when it comes to RTSs coming to console. Uh, people tend to not spend the time to get used to the ui and to get used to the controls there can be an adjustment period and like i said with it being an rts light a lot of people's complaints like oh this seems um you can't pull out it's hard to control the mobs you got to be cl close to the mobs to control them it doesn't give you that full rts experience so i can hear most of that i'm still excited to play this game uh minecraft legends i think is going to be fun um, three, uh, three versus three, uh, is going to be a blast. Um, you know, again, how long I sink into this, we'll see, but I think that this is going to be another way for me to experience Minecraft, even though I don't enjoy Minecraft, the main game at all. I don't have any interest in it. 
Minecraft Dungeons did it for me for a while. And I think Minecraft Legends is also going to do it for me. So anytime we get more RTS experiences and the fact that some people, younger players who play Minecraft might try this out and realize that they like the RTS style games is cool to me as well. Could introduce people, a brand new audience to RTS, which is always uh, I'm on board for. So I'm looking forward to Minecraft Legends. Again, Game Pass Day 1, no risk. I'm got it pre-downloaded. I'm ready to rock and roll, and I'm going to check it out. So Minecraft Legends on the 18th as well. And then a nostalgic personal favorite of mine is coming back. And I am so happy. I know it's been out on mobile, but I don't do mobile. I'm going to eventually pick this up because I have a lot of hours into Puzzle Quest. And Puzzle Quest 3 is coming. Puzzle Quest changed the match game uh, genre in a lot of ways. I used to play the hell out of Puzzle Quest on my PSP. It was one of my favorite games on PSP. I love the RPG aspects of Puzzle Quest games. Um, and so I'm going to be picking up Puzzle Quest 3 eventually. The fact that it's coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One is a pleasant surprise. And that drops also on April 18th. I won't be day one with my budget, but I will be picking up Puzzle Quest 3. So anybody that remembers them, we're getting a treat. Uh, I'm so happy. That's bad. Then we got the Mage Seeker, a League of Legends story. A lot of smoke around this game as far as uh, people who got to try it out at PAX East. Uh, shout out to Lords, really? uh, okay. Iron Lords, um, LordsOfGaming.net, Lognet. Uh, they, uh, uh, I forget who it was, which one of their writers did play this and said it moved up to the top of their list. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I've watched videos on it. It looks really hmm. cool. Not not a day one for me by any stretch. Down the road, some point when it's on sale and I got you know some free time, I might check this out. But um, League of Legends, the big thing about that IP is it keeps expanding out. Yeah, they keep doing new things with it, right? And it's really cool. Uh, again, to take an IP like that and to do all these different genres. So this is an action genre uh, developed by Digital Sun, published by Riot Forge. Go check out the Mage Seeker: A League of Legends story. Um, it's got some souls to it, but you know, it's, it's a pixelated version. It's an old school style. So it's not like you're athletically intensive, but it's got some aspects to it that look pretty neat. You can, you know, you got skills and all that kind of stuff involved. Um, so go check that out. Uh, Mage Seeker is definitely going to be on people's list this week. Uh, another one, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Series. Square. Why is this not everywhere? But whatever. PlayStation 4, Switch. Uh, this is uh, Final Fantasy 1 through 6 um, remade um, into that 2D kind of 2D, 3D aspect that we get now with Octopath Traveler and that kind of stuff. Uh, this series looks great. I would love to go back and play these again. Um, updated now, uh, but unfortunately it's not coming to Xbox. But I know a lot of people are going to be picking up Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster series. Uh, great on-the-go game for the Switch player. So shout-out to all of you. That's coming April 19th. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores DLC, which is current-gen only. So for all you Horizon Forbidden West players on PlayStation 4, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to get this game, uh, this DLC. Uh, it is for PlayStation 5 only, uh, but that is dropping April 19th. Again, I'm a, I'm a Horizon fan. Um, if I had a PlayStation, I'd be playing Forbidden West. Um, and I'd be looking forward to the DLC. 
uh, because I do uh, like that game. I like the story. I know some people don't, uh, but this DLC looks fantastic as always. So, um, you know, anybody out there waiting on Burning Shores, that is this week. Coffee Talk 2, Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. I believe this is dropping the Game Pass. Chat, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't follow Coffee Talk. I know this is a sim-type narrative game, um, which a lot of people liked back when the first one dropped. So there's some people talking about this, but coming everywhere, including Switch, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, and PlayStation 5. Um, that is coming out this week as well on April the 20th. Stop with the advertisements, Game Informer. Um, Lost Epic coming April 20th to the Switch as well. Uh, this is from Team Earth Wars, published by One or Eight, and it is an action game, uh, JRPG anime mm. style. So go check out Lost Epic if you're looking for something new on the Switch. We got Super Meat Boy Forever dropping into mobile, <laughs> iOS, and Android. Super Meat Boy, huge game back in the day. Uh, a lot of people love Super Meat Boy, so uh, that is coming to mobile. If you're looking forward to that, April the 20th. Another beloved franchise um, that I stole my kids' Game Boy for um, that I would love to see come otherwhere, but it's a Nintendo property. Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Uh, coming back, they're remastering the Advance Wars series uh, 1 and 2. Shout out to Grub Grub, one of his favorite all-time games. Advance Wars is an awesome tactics-style uh, game. Really, really good uh, as far as Nintendo properties go. So Advance Wars is big uh, for people. And then we got Dead Island 2 dropping this week. Steel on the 21st. Um, Going to pick it up on sale down the road, obviously. I'm a big Dead Island fan. Budget-wise, with everything else, I went with Age of Wonders 4 uh, coming at the beginning of May, uh, May 2nd. So uh, Dead Island 2 got sacrificed for me. Looking forward to this game. Looks really good. Hope it hits well. Hope people are having fun with it because I am going to jump into it down the road. Uh, looks, I mean, people have been waiting on this game forever. Like, this is another, what, nine years of yeah. development game. It switched hands three times. Like, crazy that this didn't turn into vaporware. But everything they've showed, it looks freaking incredible. Like punching through a zombie skull and all that kind of stuff just looks awesome. Like all the details that they've got in this game and still keeping that Dead Island B-movie flair. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, I'm all in. I'm not zombied out. I still like zombie games, so I'll be picking this up down the road. Um, but I know a lot of you will be picking it up this week, so enjoy. Uh, after Image. Uh, oh, no, that's next week. So that's it for this week in gaming, Steel. Ooh, well, definitely some interesting things there. Quite a list, yeah. Um, I still find it interesting that Horizon Forbidden West is, is skipping uh, the previous console uh, generation. Yeah. Uh, again, that's going to be a conversation to be had for sure, and uh, we'll see who goes up in arms about that, or maybe more people buy, Nobody, buy PlayStation will. 5s. Who knows? Yeah, that's what they're going to do. Um, hey, they're pulling, off Spider -Man the game. Out of, they're pulling Spider-Man out of the PlayStation service, too, so... And I, yeah, nobody true. nobody threw up arms over that. True, but you know why they're doing it because they're about to show off Spider Man Two at some point here, coming in a couple of months, and they want them extra sales. If you haven't already bought Spider Man, which you know forty million almost have, um, they want that extra sale, so they pulled it out of their service. Hmm. But nobody's up in arms, so whatever. Just do what That's you do. That's a hundred and. 30 million gamers? Yeah. 
hey, is what it is. That's why the retention rates are what they are. Uh, that's why we saw the information uh, for the ecosystems and uh, for those who are the active users uh, between the different different ecosystems. Uh, although Xbox is selling less consoles than PlayStation uh, for whichever reason, they still have more engagement than PlayStation does consistently on a month to month basis. Uh, that speaks a lot to itself, but it's not enough. Uh, Xbox is down in numbers as far as sales go. Um, and it is going to take them doing something to really spice things up or getting more people to invest in the ecosystem. Um, the family plan can do that potentially, but you gotta have people see the value in that. Um, you gotta release games. That's the other thing. And your marketing needs to double down when you release games. It needs to be, whenever a new game comes out, it needs to be heavy on the marketing two to three times a day every day for two weeks at the bare minimum microsoft if you can't do it hire me i will make montages every day three times a day for two weeks for every new game that releases you need it want people to invest in your ecosystem you have to get them to see the value you have too many games within your service that could be of value to people. Too much gameplay out there. Give credit to these people. Put a team together. Put up, give them a budget and give these creators, pay the creators so you can market your game. It doesn't have to be a $10 million spot on TV. I know it's expensive. Take the 10 mil, put it into creators, get them to market your games that's the only thing you're missing right now other than first party games but you need people to market your shit you do that's it nonetheless um this is going to be the time that we do start winding things down and get into our this day in gaming segment the segment where we go 30 years into gaming history because gaming is art should be treated as such uh, I know it says it makes Pong feel old and you guys seem, seem to agree in some, some facets, but again, um, it's always great to see where we've come from, to see where we are today, because even in Tekken 8, that is going to be releasing soon, uh, seeing the difference between Tekken 7 to 8, especially on consoles, is um, is going to be leaps and bounds. Last last thing real quick too, Steel. I wanted to make mention of this. I forgot earlier. Sorry. Okay. I, I threw in our DMs late. Um, I saw that uh, we should mention that uh, Frank O'Connor has officially left Microsoft as well. So uh, former Frank O'Connor from Halo has gone. Oh, he's gone officially. Yeah, he's officially gone. That happened overnight as well. Um, Windows Central's put out. I I didn't see this until late, until we already started the show. But Frank O'Connor, who was the Halo franchise creative director since 2003, has left Microsoft. Kareen Robinson uh robinson is serving as the halo franchise development director and has worked at 343 industries for over 13 years she was previously the senior halo franchise man uh manager so uh frank o'connor uh i i don't know who's left and i think the, the entire old guard's gone at this point now steel isn't it uh yeah i mean for the most part i mean again i think that's what we needed yeah um halo has stagnated and Halo has stagnated because you didn't take advantage of your IP. Microsoft, this is something else that you got to look at. Yep. Um, there's no reason why one of your 
<laughs> your biggest IP brand wise is limited to just your first person Halo games and Halo Wars that you didn't give enough support to. You know, I Sad. it's crazy that I as an Halo fan didn't find out about Halo Wars until years later. Years later. That's that says something. No, I mean again, I mean sure, I'm not into RTSs like that, but for it to just not even be put in my face to say, "Hey, you like Halo? How about Halo Wars?" Hey, Let's think of ways to make sure that you also see this story. Hey, how about we make a third person game? Hey, how about we let's not let our competitors just take advantage of a market that a lot of people just seem to be excited about right now. Missed an opportunity. What are you going to do with it now? And let's hope that creative assembly, I believe. No, not creative assembly. Um, I'm, I'm dead right now. Um, let's hope that the bat Battle Royale for Halo is able to come out to system. And the folks that are working on it, who's who's working on the Halo Battle Royale? Certain Affinity. Certain Affinity, thank you. That's where you're wrong, going. Wait, I was wondering where you're wrong, going. Wrong, okay. wrong C word. Uh, yeah. Certain Affinity. Let's hope that they're able to reinvigorate Halo. I, I don't know if a battle royale is going to be what it takes. And I honestly think it's going to have to be more than just, oh, here's a battle royale in, in Unreal 5. It's going to be interesting to see how that ends up playing out. But again, they are somebody else of who, if there's anybody who understands what Halo is supposed to feel like, it's going to be creative as Yep. Um, Behem says, question, anyone here getting Jedi Survivor? I'm going to hold off in Jedi Survivor because for the second time around, I want to be able to have access to mods. Um, there's going to be a lot that they're going to be able to add in, especially with this game and a lot of people who are excited for it. I am more interested in the game, um, seeing more of the, and sitting with the gameplay segments that we've seen. Uh, I still do think that I am a little bit ruined by Starkiller. Um, and the gameplay aspects that they were able to present forth with that, as far as the force aspects, um, I also don't get why they didn't add more melee combat as far as like taking it to the air. Um, you know, just to make it more versatile, really take advantage of the combat that they do have already in place, add an uppercut, make it more aerial, and make it a slam down attack that you could do. Um, I don't know. Just to make I it started, more creative. Yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry, Seal. No, you're good. That was pretty no, much I it. Didn't mean, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's funny that you brought up Starkiller, though, and Force Unleashed. Um, I I went back to... Um, I went back to Star Wars again and started playing through it again and put it down again. You know, for me, and this is going to... You know, so many people love um, what Zempel has done and Respawn have done with Star Wars. Yeah. So, and I understand why. But Cal, to me, <laughs> you going back to your, I wish we could customize more single-player experiences with our yeah, characters. I just... I know people love Cal, and he did a fantastic job. The actor, yeah, I actor's his cool. name. Yeah, actor's cool. He did a great job. Yeah. But Cal's not the character I want to play in Star Wars. I, I'm... He's you know, not I'm just going to say... I'm, I'm just... The Force Unleashed, really, to me, ruined... I, I, 
as a single player experience, like, and I know Star Killer was OP and Star Killer was all these things. But just from a story, broke, broke the rules. Uh, from the stories aspect of it, Star Killer was more in line with what I wanted to play. Cal to me was just another Luke in a lot of ways. Uh, um, but he's not Luke. Like, but no, 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 no. But I'm saying the the that's the, the story, thing though. Like the, the story, are, but but how he starts out is a lot. It, it's just. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm to the point because Star Wars has let me down so much, and Disney did not do what I wanted them to do with Star Wars. Maybe I'm to that point as the old guy in the room, as a nostalgic addict, that when I, I I have too critical of an eye for certain things when it comes to Star Wars, and for me, this it just doesn't hit the same. I want I want a Knights of the Old Republic. I want a character where I can choose to go dark side, light side. I want all of that. Yeah. You know I'm, what I'm saying? I yeah. want the more powerful stuff. I, I, I can see where you're saying. Again, I understand why so many people love it. And don't get me wrong, Zappella and Respawn did a great job. Again, a lot of people have failed with Star Wars. Like, dramatically failed. Like, whoa, what are you guys doing here? But to me, it's just not the story I wanted. But I'm excited for everybody to get the second go around. And I think from what I've seen, they have expanded a little bit on the powers. They have given him more... Um, you know, more abilities this time around. And so I like all of that, but it's, it's not the hype for me that it is for a lot of people. So like that's where I'm at. How I judge my, how I judge how much I like a character and like whether they were impactful or not is whether I would get them on a shirt. Right. Right. I don't (laughs) want Cal on a shirt. No, no, I don't want Cal. I'm, I'm so good on that. I mean, and, and again, that's a me thing. I like, I get that, but the Mandalorian. Yeah. I want him on a fucking shirt. Cause he's cool. And he's a good character. See, see, I don't even want that. To to me, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. how I judge it, right? Right. That's how you um, judge it, right? Right, right. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, Kyle ain't that. I'm not saying that he's terrible, but he's just no. It he doesn't kinda, make the story interesting. He's kind of boring. Yeah, that's that's like what I, I don't get I don't. It's like uh, okay, I get it. You're going through stuff. You're trying to figure stuff out. I I get it, but. Star Killer was too. And he had a fucking complex. Fucking Vader came into his fucking house and murdered his dad in his face. Yeah. And then told him that the dark side was the right way. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, Vader is fucking crazy. And maybe it's because, I mean, but even that could be nostalgia. Right? right. Just because right. I it do, is. one of the main reasons I like Star Wars is because of Darth Vader. In the right. dynamic that he has, maybe right. that's why I like the the new trilogy is because the 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 progression from Anakin to Darth Vader. He was a fuck. He really let that shit get to him. The prequel, yeah, yeah, prequel, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so mad that he would turn to Darth Vader. Like, bruh, you killed your baby. You're an idiot. Like, anyway. <laughs> But the, but that's I think that's why it worked for my generation um as far as the prequel trilogy um and why you guys kind of feel differently um as far as you know the older trilogy so yep but either way I mean they can always said. do better no but no, it's not like Fallen Order and Survivor deserve the praise it's well done Star Wars yeah, it's, game it's, it's, it, it's it really good. is a well done Star Wars game. It's like Rogue One for me. Rogue One out of all the new movies that Disney has done is the best. For me, Rogue One has the most Star Wars feel 
and I will say that Fallen Order definitely had a Star Wars feel to it. It, it felt like there yeah, was yeah, Star yeah. Wars attached to it, unlike the other ones, which I can't stand. But yeah. that's what Fallen Order. But again, it just doesn't hit the same for me like it does for a lot of people. Well, we all, but we also like understand that there's more to Star Wars than just being like, oh, everybody needs to be like these characters, like yeah. these other characters we've already had examples of. Um, right. Like, I would have liked Cal to maybe tread more the path of the gray side and really. That's what I always explore want it all. Star Wars, and I right? never get it. Steel, it's the it's the most obvious way to do Star Wars, is that fight between dark and light and internal struggle because why why didn't he turn more to the dark even though the people like the people would how the i mean and again right for story purposes that's just the way that they made it it is we don't want to get a star wars i'm to the point where i'm like meh on star wars whatever right but had they turned ray to the dark side her arc would have been so much better had they had they pushed her full dark and then had her brought back by finn i'm telling you it would have been the great one of the greatest star wars stories ever told no, nah, I had think they that made, been had hard. they made Finn hard. out of the blue with his force sensitivity that he showed, instead of turning him into what they turned him into, yeah. which was a forgotten they character, which was awful, they lost awful, that. awful. Had they actually turned Ray into the dark side and she switched over, and then Finn all of a sudden out of the blue became that light side Jedi out of the blue with his force sensitivity and had her him bring her back, that would have been the story arc. That for me. That's just me. That was what I always envisioned while I was watching those movies. That would have been right. Dope. right? That, would, that, that would, would have been. been. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she would have had a badass outfit too. Oh, bro, they, they, there was um, she's there a was Skywalker. So. Yeah, because they had thoughts of doing that, so they actually mocked her up. There is some official, you know, um, art out there of her flipping over to the dark side, and yeah. She looks badass as hell, man. I mean, she really does. I, I that would have been dope. That would have been dope. Yeah, I just again just throwing it out there, folks. There was a lot they could have done that I would have loved to see uh, different. Um, but that was one of the main ones. Like I, like I said, Finn, Finn had the chance to be a really, really kick-ass character. Yeah, they turned yeah. him. In, they turned him into nothing, and that's the sad part. That's really sad part. It is what it is, man. Damn. Yeah, um, they're yeah, super, yeah, super, yeah. definitely is super unfortunate because I was expecting them. Uh, I was expecting the most uh, during that time too, especially when they were hinting at some of the things they were hinting at, um, and they didn't pull through. All right, so let's back on track to this day in gaming. God, this Saturday's been crazy. It, it has, oh, been. man. I'm so sorry I messed it all up. We, no, no, you didn't mess it up. Yeah, yeah. All right. So this day in the game, we're so, uh, we're on April fifteenth, and we're starting in nineteen eighty eight. Um, this is actually Cayman uh, Rider is actually making a comeback too. Uh, they got movies, more movies out, uh, like up to date. They're actually interesting. I just they're like anyway. Um, on the Famicom disc system, yeah, Cayman Rider Black released nineteen eighty. Ooh-wee. Then in 1990, you had Turbo Graphics 16 release, Newtopia. All right. I love Turbo Graphics. Never owned one. Yeah, one system I, I wish I would have owned back in the day. It was super cool. I don't think I've seen one. Turbo Graphics? Yeah. yeah. Uh, then in 92, uh, you had Baseball Stars 2 release in the arcade. Baseball Stars 2. 
fantastic That's game. Awesome, RPG elements, baseball stars on Neo Geo was amazing. In the arcade was amazing. On the NES, me oh. and my buddy used to play baseball stars. Oh. Then uh, in 1999, uh, you had Biomotor Unitron released on the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Then, you uh, in 99 on the PlayStation, you had Nurse Monogatari release. Uh, then in 2001, you had Saban's Power Rangers Time Force release on Game Boy Color. I actually think I remember playing that game. Uh, then in 2002, you had Blender Bros release on the Game Boy Advance. Blender Bros. Uh, then in 2003, you had a game uh, released called Come See Me Tonight on PC. All right. Then in 2004, you had uh, a game released called Kana play on PlayStation 2. Not Kana Bridge of Spirits, just Kana. Uh, then in 2004, on the Game Boy Advance, you had Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. Go. Then in 2004 on PC you had Zuma Deluxe. I used to love me some Zuma. Zuma was amazing. Uh, are you muted? Uh, yes, I think you are. Always. See? God damn it. All right. You're good now. <laughs> you're good now. My fault. All right. Um, then in 2008, the DS released Disney Corey in the House. That's Corey in the House. It was a good oh, show. It was a, it was a fun show. Uh, <laughs> I was youngest watching that. Um, then in 2008 on PC, you had Europa Universalis Rome. Sounds familiar. Interesting. Then in 2008, that. PlayStation 3 released Gran Turismo 5 Prologue. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Polyphony. Then in 2008, you had DS release Rondo of Swords. Rondo of Swords. Okay. Rondo of Swords. You said that was on DS? Yes. No wonder why I don't recognize it. Okay. Then in 2009, on the Xbox 360, you had OutRun Online Arcade. Shout out to OutRun. A lot of quarters in OutRun back in the day in the arcades. I'll tell you yes, that there was. One of my go-tos. That and Afterburner, man. That's those. I hit those all the time. Then in 2010, you had iOS release IMO, The World of Magic. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's The World of Magic. Anyway. Cool. Uh, then in 2010, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 released No More Heroes, Heroes Paradise. Freaking amazing games. Got to No More. I want to get No More Heroes 3 eventually. Uh, then in 2014, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 released the 2014 FIFA World Cup Brazil. Of course they did. They release a FIFA every year. <laughs> uh, except it's not FIFA anymore. Uh, nope. Then in 2014, 3DS and PlayStation Vita released Conception 2, Children of the Seven Stars. Oh, Conception. Conception is a cool game. Yeah, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror was a good game for him. I agree. Whatever. Then in 2014. Pink, pink effort can go somewhere else. <laughs> thing annoys the hell out of me. Anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> then in 2014, PlayStation 4 released Trials Fusion. Yes. A lot of people love trials. trials I could good. never get into them, but yeah, a lot of people love them. No yawning. There's no it's yawning on connected. living split screen. 
Then, huh? So there's no yawning on living split screen. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I <laughs> didn't catch it. I haven't had my second cup of coffee yet. Oh. Um, then in 2016, Bravely Second and Lair released on the 3DS. Awesome game. Uh, then in 2016, uh, I said that already, so we're going to move to 2019, where the Super Nintendo released Gourmet Zentai Barayaru. Please tell me that's a chef game. Please tell me. Um, it's an action sushi. beat-em-up. <laughs> but of course it is. But of course. It released on the Super Nintendo in 2019. You didn't hear so that part. Is, so, so, oh no, I didn't hear the Super Nintendo part. Okay, so this is one of, okay, so this is one of those grassroots <laughs> games that they're still making because people are still making games for Dreamcast yeah. too. So, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Action beat 'em up with gourmet in the title. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Okay, fix it All up right. a little bit. Then in 2021, Nintendo Switch released live stream Escape from Hotel Izanami. Got nothing for you on that one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh then, then in 2022 nintendo switch released taito milestone okay taito wasn't taito a, a, a comp a dev a studio back in the day taito yes it was i thought it was yeah developer taito corporation they're still around <laughs> taito is still around no way bro uh yeah it looks like it i did not even know that watch they probably made some games that i probably know yeah they are they're still around they make toys still and everything. Wow, really interesting. That is hilarious, man. I remember Title back in Title produced a lot of published a lot of games back in the day. Space Invaders, they were Space Invaders. Ooh. Interesting. Yes, I got to send the DMs. Sexy. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen. That has was your this day in gaming segment, and this has been episode ninety eight of Living Split Screen. Hopefully, you enjoyed yourselves. Uh, I'm gonna have to end up downloading the show on the back end. Um, so the audio side of things, audio listeners, when you do end up listening to this, hey, I apologize. Things happen. Uh, for the sake of the show being as smooth as possible, um, it is what it is. But. Ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned in to Living Split Screen, a non-console-eccentric platform covering everything going on within the gaming industry. Um, again, we take that RTS approach where we pull ourselves out of the world. We look at the darker crevices of the map. Uh, we bring those resources back to build up our foundation to potentially reach those 3 billion gamers that Phil Spencer always talks about. This is also the home of the live, raw, and uncut perspective and the golden age of gaming. And with that, you can find me, Steel Rain. I, Steel Rain, I, the T is a seven everywhere. Google is probably the easiest, but I frequent the streets of Twitter and the Xbox ecosystem. I am going to be going to see Mario later. Let's see if uh, the words are true that people are living through nostalgia. And um, if it wasn't for that, the movie wouldn't be great. Who knows? If you got Jack Black playing as Bowser, I mean, that's kind of enough for me. Uh, I love that dude. He's funny as hell. What um, One of our great creatives like Jim Carrey, too. But nonetheless... Uh, but yeah, so check me out, gaming. I'm probably going to be doing a lot of uh, playing Zelda. 
here recent um unless we get some time into some diablo 2 uh because i do want to get a good playthrough in that let's see how deep we may end up uh, getting into a playthrough of that because again it's uh we played for a little bit last time but it was only for a couple hours really only the first act of anything that's not really doing much of anything um and i think what i also do is i won't like sit here and look up a build or anything else i'll just play the game organically as much as i can um and really get a feel out for it and see what ends up happening so we can have um that experience going from two to four and uh, things that we could talk about because it's going to be years of perspective that we can kind of hone um, our conversations based off and kind of go from there. So it's going to be a fun time. Nonetheless, boom, get the beautiful people out of here. Let them know where they can find you. Again, brother, I'm glad that Prince didn't resurrect and take you to Lake Minnetonka to so purge I. you of your sins. Although I'd like to meet the man. So yeah, uh, that it would have been great. I, I would let him purge my sins. I, I know, I knew you, I knew you would. Uh, <laughs> so I, that's why I brought it up. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, get the people out of here, man. Show them, uh, let them know where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, apologies to you, Steel. Uh, apologies to the audience. Uh, again, I'm sorry. Um, that was a big f up on my part. Again, uh, did not know I even slept through my alarm. <laughs> Like I woke up and I was like, what time is, I'm like, oh no, uh, but big apologies and shout out to Steel for starting the show and getting everybody in here. And again, you know, we've been inconsistent the past few weeks due to different things and, and apologize for that. You know us, we don't like to do that. We don't like to miss our Saturdays at all. It throws us all off, but I hope you still enjoyed the show. A lot of crazy conversations here today. We went all over the place uh, as we are wont to do from time to time. Uh, but I hope you guys all enjoyed it. It's been uh, one, you know, kind of interesting week of conversation going on in the community. And it kind of extended to here on Saturday morning with Living Split Screen. So thank you all for joining us. Thank you for showing back up, um, you know, and uh, giving us your attention and giving us your time. Uh, again, nothing but love and respect to all of you. Uh, you know the drill. Find me, Pongso, on Xbox. Pongso on Twitter. Uh, tonight, I will be on the shop podcast, of course, with PTK Blam, Fuzzy Belvedere, and we've got Dirt Griggity on tonight. So we're going to have a good time tonight uh, over on the shop podcast. That's PTK Blam's channel, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Next week, you know the drills as well. Tuesdays are All Good Things Green, Xbox Factor podcast. Every Tuesday, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. Double Barrel Gaming is the channel. Mr. Boomstick is the man five days a week. So join his panel there. Again, I don't get to show up anymore, but I'm still officially on that panel. Uh, Steel has been jumping on Boom Show more uh, recently as well. So you never know where you're going to find him. But every Tuesday, I love Xbox Factor Podcast. And then Thursday nights, you know, the, you know it. It's PM in the PM. It's Pong and Mav in the PM where we do this two-man thing unless we have a guest. And this week, Mav is lining up a guest. We could have an interesting huh? show on Thursday night. I'll let uh, him get the official details out there. But join us every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time, 4 p.m. in the p.m. And then Friday nights, it's back over on Fun Speculations Channel for Xbox Ultimate, where we laugh. We talk a lot of different things, like crazy things sometimes. Uh, but we do talk a lot of gaming. Um, and uh, Game Pass Dad has actually joined the panel officially Pickle Papa, as some of you might know him, uh, he's doing big things on Twitch. Uh, he's a stand-up comedian. 
The guy is hilarious. He's a good dude, and he is going to be joining us whenever he can on Friday nights as well. But that happens at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, and then back here, God willing, we're going to make it a normal Saturday next week, Steele. I'm not going to jinx us. I'll knock on wood right now. We're going to make it a normal Saturday next week for Living Split Screen. Uh, right back here again. Otherwise, it's the golden age of gaming, people. It really is. Get out there, enjoy whatever the heck you are playing, and it please, if you haven't, download Ghostwire Tokyo and please try it out. If you got Game Pass, no risk, try it out. I think you're going to find something you like there. Uh, otherwise, play what you love. Love what you play, and I'm going to talk to you all real, real soon tonight, in fact. Uh, Steel, get us out of here, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I want to thank you again for joining us today for episode 98. Check us out next week, episode 99 with Living Split Screen as we continue on that road, getting ready for that E3 time of the year, man. A lot of games are coming out. A lot of exciting things are happening. So y'all buckle up and uh, have an exciting rest of your day and uh, get some gaming in for sure. Much love. Y'all stay easy. Peace. Ah.